and we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, 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 what you got going on in the background? Sounds like you falling down a flight of stairs. Girl, I just picked up my microphone. My microphone was sitting on the chair, child. This, this oh, okay. morning. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, what's going on with you? Girl, sad that the weekend is over, but hey, because my vacation starts next week, honey. Yes. That's not nice. Why? It's really cruel. Chow, you're the only person who wants to get go on vacation and work. I, I, I never understood it. I still you know don't what? understand it. You go on vacation just to work. Child. Listen, because I have to take time off in order to get stuff done that I need done, my little projects and stuff. So, you know. Baby, listen. <laughs> you ain't planning on working on your vacation at all? No, nah, girl, I ain't going to be at home. That's why I leave. Oh, smart woman. <laughs> Shit. I know if I'm at home, it's always something to do. Like, <laughs> you playing the smart. Yeah. yeah, like, no, ma'am. Mm. It's always something to do at home. Always something to arrange. Always something to wash. Mm -hmm. Always a floor to sweep. A, a toilet. <laughs> child, it's too much. No, Y'all need to start the kids on uh, their chores early, child. Listen. Mm -hmm. It is uh, my baby's birthday today, and um, she had me dying laughing. So Solomon got off punishment or whatever. Mm -hmm. and he got off punishment. So uh, one day we were sitting there, just me and her. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, Solomon, when he gets on punishment, he will start, he'll play with her. But mm -hmm. when he's off punishment, he's playing. He don't want nothing to do with her. Don't be doing yeah, that baby right. like that. Well, I ain't going to say he don't want nothing to do with her. Oh. He's, he's going to kick it with her more when he's on punishment. Right, 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 right. So um, I was like, um, Solomon had did something. So it was like his punishment wasn't going to be real big. But she was like, well, you know what else you can make him do right? And I was like, what? And she was like, you could make him wash the dishes. <laughs> no, she wasn't giving you suggestions. Girl, <laughs> I hollered. I oh, was wow. like... <laughs> that that playtime gonna be really cut show. She keep doing that. Baby. She's supposed to stick with him. Uh-uh. <laughs> and I have I have the time, like you gotta um that's gotta be your ally. Yeah. He gotta school her. He gotta school her. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta be in this together. Right. She was like, you know, you can make him wash dishes like he, she don't, do too no cute. Damn, he don't do enough. <laughs> she ain't lying. She ain't she lying. too cute. Okay, she but is. they don't have, like, well, Solomon, she's a baby, but they don't have, uh, Solomon doesn't have chores at all? No, no, no. Please don't get it confused, baby. I'm a black oh. um, <laughs> woman from Mississippi. Honey, listen. Uh -huh. um, he does not have a whole, whole lot of chores, though. Okay. But um, it's we're very structured. So okay. he's gonna clear the table. He's gonna um, okay. collect all the dishes, sweep the um, sweep up. Now, baby, yeah. he don't do nothing but smear trash all over the. Listen, <laughs> I know you got to go behind him. I already know that, girl. <laughs> girl, um, keep his room clean, which okay, he does that for the most part. For the most part, now he's still a boy, and we still yeah. working. And I am a spoiler. So, you know, my kids, they, they ride each yeah. other. But now, you know, I'll say for the most part, they do do what they're told. Good. They don't really give us a whole, whole lot of issues. That's good, child. These kids, you know, they 
they will um, do just enough. <laughs> My kids, they didn't have, like, they had, I used to assign them, like, you know, to the um, chore of washing dishes. And that wasn't until they was, like, 13. And it was still always, oh, I forgot, I fell asleep. You know, you remind them three, four, five, Literally, don't go to sleep do without washing your, the dishes. Listen, do you wake your kids up when they have not done their chores, like, in the middle of the night? No, I, I've never woken them up in the middle of the night. Like I, it, it was always going to be dealt with the following morning. I always felt like that was like cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> ah, like you interrupting them baby sleeps, and you know, baby, a lot of black women they wake stuff. you up whooping your tail. Like you, you I, get startled girl, from your I, sleep by a belt. Listen, I am a I am a victim of that, um, mm -hmm. and it's happened quite a few times now. My mom was crazy as hell. My mom left me a note. I had to be about in the 10th grade. And my mom mm -hmm. was like, you need to clean this MF and room, right? MF and now. Do not let me come mm -hmm. home in this F and room. And, and I mean, like, cursed all on the note and was like, oh. love you, mom. And I was like, this, this is crazy. My mom <laughs> is crazy as hell. But left me a whole note cursing me out, telling me to clean my room. Like, my grandma uh, woke me up out of my sleep one day. With a broom, cause I, I I didn't wash dishes, so yeah, it's real out here. Um, I never got woke up like because I forgot to do chores. Like I was really like I'm a pretty clean person, so I always did my like I would do extra stuff so I could get like extra privileges. Like okay, my chore might be to wash the dishes, uh, but I clean up so now? I can go outside or stay out late or you know. So what what you mean ain't that how it is now? Uh you do extra stuff. You know uh, what? I'm not you was I'm always, always I turned in my homework, wouldn't let nobody cheat off your paper paper. I was always like that. Uh -uh. I, I, I didn't play that. You I wouldn't why you didn't let nobody homework. cheat off your paper. I was because do your homework. I put in work for this. I had to study or uh you know do what I was supposed to do in order to get this good grade. You're not looking at my paper. I will literally put my arm up to cover it up. You know, you know. <laughs> you know there's, two, there's two types of people in this world, people that let people cheat on their paper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was helping them by not allowing them to cheat because I'm forcing you to, to, to uh, actually uh, develop better study habits. Girl. Listen, I, I'm You're just saying, I, you, like you got me pegged right because I, I definitely was a hater. You ain't looking over here at my paper. Uh-uh, no Listen, I got like that's why I didn't like working in group projects either because I felt exactly. like I was always the one pulling more of the weight than the other people. Like, uh, just let me do I do the whole group project by myself. I don't want to work with people and they get credit for what I did. No, uh uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Shut up. Oh. The real Chris Hansen. These people play too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they play entirely too much. Mm -mm -mm. Um, right now, Bernard is doing a show mm -hmm. on the age of consent. Mm. And, um, you know, um, being that we are in these United States, where our laws are, uh, they should be a little clear or, or pretty clear. E even if they aren't clear, 
if you f up, you you going to jail. If you get caught, if you mm-hmm. get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the debate um, surrounding those laws unless we're talking about raising the age of consent. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that I, I honestly think sixteen is too young to have sex. Okay. Um, Was you having sex at sixteen? Oh, girl! I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I actually mm-hmm. lost my virginity a month before my seventeenth birthday, like an exact month. So, okay, okay. in 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 the crazy thing was, it was a horrifying, a very horrible experience, like a very horrible experience, oh. and it just turned me like it was crazy because I felt like all my friends were doing it, mm-hmm. and I was such a follower back then. So I was like. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see what the hype was, and then I was like, "Oh hell no, nah. this this ain't mine." Pers- Mine's was horrifying too. I don't know where the glory is in it, and it took me a long time thereafter before I wanted to be intimate me with too. the guy. So, me too. yeah, yeah, it was horrifying, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I was like, muffs around here lying. Somebody lying. Yeah, it's- lying." <laughs> No. What's tea? Y'all lied. All that gas and y'all was doing? Yeah. Uh-uh. And I feel you. Yeah, it was horrifying though. But shout out to DMAC the trucker. He says, to answer the question to the topic, modern women aren't masculine. Modern women are just for the streets. Ooh. Marriage is dead. Why don't y'all? We gonna talk that? about it, DMAC. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, DMAC, well. I'm a 41-year-old woman that just got married back in June. It is not dead. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna talk about it? I ain't even gonna give my opinion on that, but um, okay, I hear you. <laughs> right, D Mac. I did wanna. D Mac, look, he like let 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 me get to put this on the table right now. But um, I as it relates to the age of consent, um, I think that sixteen is an adequate age of consent. There are some states that the age of consent is as low as fourteen. I think that that's too young, way too young. Yeah. I think that 16 is, uh, you know, uh, adequate for age of consent. People develop differently as it relates to their mental. So, um, you know, at 18, you are grown. So I guess my question would be for you, what would you think that uh, an appropriate age would be? 18 as opposed to 16? Yeah. I think if you are old enough to vote, Mm -hmm. um, you're old enough to go um, join the military. I think that would be a good age of consent. Mm-hmm. You're not a baby. You you can make um, decisions. You know, I think 18 would be a great age across the board. Um, mm-hmm. It wouldn't be any confusion, anything. And okay. yeah, so I, I think 18 would be perfect. Um. Yeah, I, I feel you. I, I, I think 16 for me is, is okay. I think that um, I would still caution my child and, and people that I have um, any direct influence over to wait until they're mentally mature and advise right. them to rush into like, yeah, it, you, it ain't the flex that people think it is. It no, really I don't think we as a society do enough justice in preparing our children or young adults for mm-hmm. sex, period. And everything that comes with sex. Um, sex is more than a 
that the physical act of it is it's a lot more than a physical act and especially for um people with emotions and feelings and um Mm -hmm. yeah you know and everybody just kind of wants to make it um just a wham bam thank you ma'am and um make it extra transactional but you know there's repercussions with that and so um yeah i agree with that too and i think just understanding the seriousness of the action and also people understanding that you know sex is a procreative act um i um got pregnant shortly after i started being sexually active so um you know understanding the nature of yeah your actions and that what that can lead to even with protection which is not 100 percent, and just really truly understanding the ramifications of your um behavior when you decide to engage in sex i think that it is something that um people who are um, of adult age should be more apt to engage in but um yeah so i think that you know it's it's about for me it's about their mentality and them having a full understanding of what it is that you're getting yourself into and understanding that it ain't the flex that people think it is and once it's gone it's gone the thrill is gone and it, come on um yeah. yeah but yeah do you think your parents prepared you um um adequately no uh, my dad was is just very overprotective daddy like I was always daddy's little girl um, I was the first girl and just you know that wasn't a conversation that I had with him and as it relates to my mom I grew up in a home in a family where like even to this day I feel I was actually just thinking about this this morning that um, my family was remiss in having certain conversations with me because I still view sex in like a certain light like um you know it was like in a re- in religious homes like my family was pentecostal like it was looked at as this dirty thing and yeah. because of that people didn't have conversations about it when i started like really like you know being interested in my boyfriend and like it was a you know we had puppy love and i was like oh you know started to take interest in boys i actually went to my mom and sat down and told her like you know, and we had the conversation regarding birth control. And she said, no, that that would be giving me permission. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think now my mom and grandmother tried to prepare me, but mm-hmm. I think my grandmother actually gave me like a sort of PTSD because like I said, mm-hmm. everything she thought I was every, like if um, I was a tomboy, but I got accused of being fast. Yeah, so, that's what my family too. Oh, you so fast. That's all you I'm yeah, like, wait, my mom didn't treat me like that. Mm-hmm. Mom, I, I feel like my mom had a better strategy um, for going about it than my grandmother. My grandmother would hurt my feelings, make me feel some type of way, and I wasn't mm-hmm. even doing anything. Right. And so, you know, and, and you kind of think about the way that impacts your self-esteem with somebody um, treating you a certain way and you don't even know what the hell is going on, especially as it pertains to sex. And then mm-hmm. you could have urges and shit, but um, if somebody isn't really nurturing you in that aspect, then I think you would make um bad decisions or poor decisions. You know, what yeah, I, mean? you don't I agree. Decisions when um people go at it a certain way because you like yeah. oh, you think I'm doing it anyway, or you know you treat me like this, so um you'll start to seek validation out through your oh yeah whatever. So I you know I think it does make a difference. And so when my mom talked to me about it, my mom came more more so from a, 
I know what it's like to be your age. I've been mm-hmm. there. Um, so I'm not going to bullshit you on this. Let's talk. And mm-hmm. I was, I felt like I was freer to talk to my mom about it than my grandmother. Like I could never go to my grandmother um, and talk to something like that. I definitely didn't feel free to talk to my mom about it. And my mom, I think my mom was old, like kind of like, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made because right. she got pregnant young. Uh, she was a teen mom and she, um, you know, was from a Southern family. So she got married um, immediately following the birth of my oldest brother um because that's what you did um but she just kind of like her shutting down and kind of like putting that wall up um made me kind of have to resort to my friends for knowledge and conversations regarding you know what it was like and this that and the other so i think that my family was remiss in having those discussions because seriously as at my grown age um, there are still some things like it's still a taboo topic for me. Like I, I and to be completely honest, um, I talk to my daughters. Um, I am have always kind of tried to do things differently with my daughters, even mm-hmm. when they started to kind of like show interest. Um, my oldest daughter, she, you know, was telling me about a little boy that she was liking, and by this time she was like sixteen. And she was like, well, mom, just, I just want you to meet him. Like he lived close by. And then I met him and um, they ended up dating. And that was who she was um, engaged to. So they were together. That was her only boyfriend ever. And they were together until recently they broke up. Um, Not recently, but earlier this year Um, for, you know, years. Um, That was the only person that she had dated. Um, Now, because my younger daughter saw that my older daughter was dating, she was like, well, uh, I should be able to date too. And I'm like, girl, if you don't sit down. So it was kind of like a different (laughs) dynamic with her. But I did explain to her why and that I didn't feel like she was ready. And that, you know, once she became a little older, we would have the conversation and revisit the conversation. But I didn't shut down. I wasn't like, oh, no, you know, my mom, I, I feel like she was very old fashioned in the way in which she operated. And as a result, um, yeah, I don't think that it benefited me. Yeah. Um, it, it's like that sometimes shout out to Eisen. Um, he says, what do you suggest then? Cause a lot of young colored boys had their first sexual experience with an old colored woman. with old colored women. How <laughs> really you Eisen. It? Um, Eisen, I think that, it should be the same way all the way around. I mm-hmm. think the problem is black women totally ignore um, women, black women as being sexual predators, period. It is something that is so untalked about. It goes unchecked, um, I think, in a higher number than even probably white women. Um, because you'll see a white woman on the news for uh, messing with these teenage boys. You'll see all of them on the news. Um, And then that's something that's generally attached to um, white women with black women. um, It's happening more prevalent than um, most of us can imagine. Like it's, it's a thing that's happening. That's happened. Um, The problem is everybody gives the boy props. Like he was the dominant one in that situation because he was able to bag this old woman. Mm -hmm. And the, reality of it is that woman is actually victimizing Mm -hmm. a young boy and Mm -hmm. we don't 
we don't look at it like that because we are trying to rush our boys to be men and um older women uh i think some of them feel like that's what they're supposed to do is um teach them how to be a man teach them how to do certain things and yeah. um, how to handle women and i think that's the thing that really goes unchecked within our society yeah. hard. so i agree uh, on both sides both kind both older women or older men who date younger especially underage um have not date have sex with and engage in sexual encounters with younger people um a lot of times it's about grooming them too though like yep. there is some sort of um satisfaction they get out of being able to groom someone younger yep um that's so true so true well i did have something else i wanted to talk about um so i wanted to talk about how sexy is too sexy when you have a husband or a significant other and it it's Tim from this. Um, one day I was scrolling Facebook and I saw that one of my Facebook friends got married and she got married to a guy I know or whatever. I know him more so than I know her because um, he used to be out and about. So he's a cool guy. And, um, you know, I added her by proxy, whatever. So they got married um, last week and then uh, she had a birthday and she posted some very, very provocative pictures um like pictures of her in a thong and um i was like damn like you just got married and it's still like a lot of uh advertising mm -hmm. and i was like well damn like if you just got married like what is there a need to put out certain types of pictures for and i wanted to know your opinion about that um, I mean, it's not my forte, but I've never, ever really been like one to be too revealing. I may wear something a little sexy, but not like too short where you can see the cheeks, not ever wear a, you know, thong bikini or anything like that. Even if it's primarily like an adult beach or beach or an adult um, theme party or adult adult party, I just um, that's not kind of who I am as a person. I'm a little bit more modest, but I do have to admit that um, you know understanding that my fiance is who he is has uh, um, makes me even more modest. Like sometimes when I put something on and I'll be like, oh, I like this, but I want to ensure that I'm respectful of him. And this, y'all may say this is pick me, but I don't I don't give a damn. Um, so I'll ask him like, babe, do you think this is um, too short? And some sometimes he'll be like, that's a little short. But um, most of the times he's like, no, you look good. Um, so right. like, yeah, he's even, he's not even ever really concerned about, he knows that I'm always going to be respectful of him with how I dress, even whether he's with me or not when we go out. But, um, I want to like, to me, I think that like the unwanted attention is, can cause problems. I already know who my fiance is. I know if somebody disrespects me, it's going to lead to a problem. So why put myself in a position where I got on something tight and little, somebody tried to, you know, um, somebody is disrespectful to me en route to the restroom or something. And then I got to explain it to him. And then it's a whole bit. Like, I think that that's what, what I talk about when I say protecting that, that black women have a duty to also protect black mm -hmm. men. That's how you protect your yes. black man. Yes. Um, I thought about that. Um, I, cause I had this conversation recently and 
Um, so, you know, guys are like, okay, what if I want my woman to look like that? What if, you know, I don't really have an issue with her being like that chick, like the, the one who grabs all the attention, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, I, I don't mind some attention. It's not necessarily that you have to go out and seek it, but you, you do want to look nice for your man. But I think being a good representation of him is very, very important. Like you want to be able to represent your man um, in, a, in the most classiest way. But when I saw those pictures and she does come across as a classier, uh, not, not going to say a classier chick, but a classy chick. So when I saw it, I was like, damn, like you literally just got married. Like you going to post the thong up? Like well, some, some men do way. like that. But I think that that's all ego too. Like the men who generally like that, I feel like y'all ain't gonna like this, but there's a little bit of insecurity within them. They kind of like, look what I got. Like it's kind of like they have a trophy and or yeah. like, you know, they're pedestalizing their chick. Like, look how fine my chick is. Y'all can't get, you know, like I think it's kind of like that's really rooted in ego where a man, cause some men do, they encourage their women or buy their women skimpy clothing and, and or some men are just, um what's the word that i want to use passive so they're not going to say anything and the the wife runs the you know runs the show so they aren't going to feel comfortable saying anything to her about what she has on yeah um i don't know well then it it already looks like the leadership is somewhat shifted um do you think yeah. men who tolerate a woman or who likes that um, do you think they are more subservient in the marriage? Um, oftentimes, yes. Um, either either it's someone who is, sometimes it's men who are more, um, where the woman is the more dominant party in the relationship. And sometimes it's the man who's showing off his woman and he's all mm -hmm. ego and he's very dominant but he wants the world to see what he has. And I, like I said, I think that that's rooted in insecurity. And it may not be that the man is like a slouch now, but maybe at some point in his life, he couldn't get that type of girl. So now that he has her, he want to show her off. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have a question for you that I want to segue into. So while we're talking about this topic, um, did you see the good sis Lizzo um, at, the, um, at Cardi's party that she went to? Um, with the purple. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Girl. So listen. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> My good sis has been getting torn up on these interwebs. And I've seen most people say, what the heck? And but I've seen some people like say, she y'all man, she confident and stop fat shaming and yada yada yada. But I saw her respond in her response to what people had to say. She gets on the camera and show her big <laughs> tail by bending over and pulling her pants down. The problem I, that I had, girl. Go ahead. Um, it's not even that she's big or she can't be tasteful or that's mm -hmm. gonna be the primary thing that everybody is focused on. Adele ass lost weight like two years ago, but Adele was a big girl and I didn't, mm -hmm. I rarely heard people making fun of Adele as opposed to talking about Adele's talent. Mm 
Right, right. Um, Aretha Franklin was a big woman for a long time. But ain't nobody talking about Auntie Aretha. Like, they, they knew like, not you to come for her, but she no. was very classy. She was very, very, very classy. Mm -hmm. now, she would have them titties hanging out, but she wasn't, like, going outside naked or half naked. You know right. what I mean? Wasn't Patti LaBelle big for a quick second? She wasn't like, oh yeah, she would have been considered plus size, yes, yeah. technically, because plus size is anything over a 10. Yeah, so she was a plus size woman, so then I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, like, supposedly she has great talent, mm -hmm. and we are out of the days to where people really puts their talent on display as opposed to being a sex kitten. Um, for any and everything. And Lizzo tries to fit the role of a sex kitten. Mm. Um, I personally am tired of seeing all the same fucking dance moves. Everybody naked. Er like, everybody has this one up men. Like, if you do this, I'm going to do this. If you do this, I'm going to take this. I'm and, and it's getting lower and lower to where you can't even focus on the talent. But you focusing on this bitch... Uh, showing her natural naked nasty ass <laughs> on fucking IG. Then you getting people are actually literally like flagging and taking down streams because you're showing uh, all this. Um, to be honest, it's not classy. There's nothing classy about it. I agree. And I'm not saying this shit because Lizzo's big. If another star did this, I would say that she was unclassy too. People said y'all ain't had that to say about Riri when she wore a similar outfit. Um, you know what? To be honest, um, we have to keep in mind that everything isn't for everybody. <laughs> uh, uh no, you just said you would say the same thing no matter who it was. No, I would say if a chick got on, if Riri got her ignorant ass up there and was talking on Instagram live naked, butt booty ass naked, I would say you nasty man. Get your ass away and sit down. You black class and fucking composure. Um, it used to be a point in time where things had appropriate places and times. There was a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. Now the internet is just a place for everything. You do whatever the hell you want, whenever the hell you want. And all because you want validation. You want um, a certain type of validation that you aren't getting. So you take it a bit lower and a mm -hmm. bit lower. Then you get your ignorant ass up here crying about how people fat shaming and talking about you and doing this that and the third and bullying you and you say you don't care um on one breath and then you do something else even mm -hmm. more so outrageous so it's like what the hell is the point like ew yeah somewhere sit down <laughs> I, I definitely thought that it was classless especially her response and then she continues to insist that she don't give a damn about what anyone thinks clearly you do sis clearly you pressed because you wouldn't have created a whole live stream and about what people have to say about you and get up there and show your big moon like don't nobody want to see that like I, I just i found it very 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 tasteless um i did not uh i was not um impressed by her response and i did i think that people have a right like even if you're not a public these days you don't have to be a public figure it's not just oh you're a public figure so you're going to get criticized no matter who you are if you have if you 
go out in public, you can be in your own home and post something on the internet from your own home and you're opening yourself up to criticism. And the same thing goes for her. Lizzo is not new to this. This has been three years of her antics. So she knows what to expect. And I do feel like she likes to throw gas on the fire and see it go she up does. in flames and then cry victim. She, that's exactly what my problem is. Like you, you want to be the victim and the volunteer. And like I said, um, it's just certain things. It's, mm -hmm. Baby, you ain't got to do this. And then if they talk about talent. Let your talent speak for you. Yeah. Yep. Everything's got to be a damn scam and everything is for attention. And it's starting to get a, a, a lot boring. Like mm -hmm. all the stars you see, everybody's naked and, um, having sex on the floor you know like girl like i mean leave some things that you know behind the closed doors like i just i can't it's it's entirely too much I mean, for me think about damn near all the performances you have seen um from these young stars mm -hmm. think about how whitney used to put on a show mm -hmm. and whitney had those vocals yes saying whitney brought down the house seriously like we don't that 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 no longer exists, you know. But I guess there are maybe some modest people. I'm assuming like her. Um, Girl, them Afrocentric women tend to yeah, be uh, yeah, modest, but yeah. you know they ain't gonna get no play because. Listen, but yeah. I heard they freaks behind the door because that's what they said about um Erica Badu too. <laughs> so I mean, y'all yeah. didn't know if child, you know, once they go Erica, they don't come back. Um, mm -hmm. Erica be doing something, child, and waste bees. Listen. <laughs> listen um yeah but you because i've heard men say that like there's a running joke about conscious women or afrocentric women and how they are um toxic <laughs> you know, yes but anyways um uh girl we need to do a whole series about them because they really be do hmm. they be knowing we really do but um anyways are you ready to get out i had another thing but we can jump off into it ain't important we can jump Go ahead. off. I, I really want to hear it. <laughs> okay, let me let me pull it back up. Sorry, I have so much stuff in my phone. Um, I know it was okay. So wait a minute. He think India Irie a freak? <laughs> really? Mm. I can't see it with India, but that she might be the one though. <laughs> uh, okay, so I know what it was. So I saw. I came across a post. And a woman was actually talking about how tiring it is to be a mom and how she misses the days when she didn't have to take care of anyone else. And she only had herself to worry about and how exhausting it is, how unappreciated you feel by children and, you know, how you don't get any credit for, you know, the work that you put in. And there were a myriad of comments, and this isn't a female group, a black woman's group. So most of the people were empathizing. But I want to know, like, is is it taboo? Do women have like a space where well, mothers have a space where they can be open and honest about how, you know, um, motherhood is not always enjoyable and how exhausting it is? And is that something that society seems to take for granted because, um, they feel as though, you know, women are born and bred to be nurturers. So as a result, they 
you know, don't give you a lot of credit um, as it relates to you having like a, a moment, you know, having a moment or needing a moment where you just need a breather because you're expected to be nurturing and, you know, um, it's supposed to be in your DNA. Um, I do think that we are supposed to be nurturing in care the caregivers and stuff like that. I, I think, yeah, totally. Um, but everybody's going to have a bad day here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everybody should have a space to complain. Men, um, complain about, uh, day-to-day -day life or, you know, like shit has to happen. Everybody has to get up and go to work. Um, shit needs to be done with your kids. You make sure your kids are clean. Make sure they're eating good. Make sure their um, grades are good. Make sure um, you're nurturing them and having fun. Do your kids sometimes get on your fucking nerves? Yes, they're kids. That's what they're going to do. Um, thus, having a family and family life sometimes get on your nerve and you can't do everything, any and everything you want to do. Yeah, you're you're a human being. Especially if you're a person that's used to being single. Yeah, you're you're gonna need uh time to yourself to regroup or or whatever. Um, I don't think everything is supposed to be perfect, but it's definitely very rewarding. Um, when you are when you do have a family, it's rewarding as shit. Mm -hmm. I think that I, I I don't think life is all about sparkles and butterflies. I think everybody is um subjected to sadness and loneliness mm -hmm. and um all kinds of shit we all go through a lot so I, I i i don't know i don't you know i don't i don't think it's a thing that they would have a sounding board it's not I, 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 it doesn't make me feel yeah i agree with what you're saying i think that um though that's why it is important to have you know an act a, a, a person that the person that you choose to have a child with ensuring that you know they're going to be an active participant in raising the child because you know you need that balance like mom needs personal time dad needs personal time like you you know uh, i do i see women who don't have a real support system and how they struggle and how it's yeah. literally going from, you know, work to picking up the kids, like you're literally, you know, either working or you're parenting 24 seven with no break in between and how sometimes they do get to the point where, you know, they're ready to explode because they don't have anybody to, especially when they have small children. Um, kind of take mm -hmm. I've seen situations where the mom is like hell bent on um, keeping the father and the children separated and I've seen those same moms complain how they don't have any free time, how they don't get to do this, that, and the third. Oh, yeah. And I, I be sitting there and I'm like, um, mm -hmm. when... I've seen it too. Oftentimes they like, uh-uh, he ain't taking my kids over there because they know he has another woman. Or yeah. They want, you know, yeah, I get that. I, I, I see situations like that too. We can't deny that that exists and that happens. Um, but I do think, you know, um, sometimes it gets tiring. Thankfully for me, I have a you know huge support system, and uh, I never that was never my um, I didn't have you know any concerns such as that. But it, it is it's it's hard. No one is saying that it's an easy thing. I actually found um, uh, saw something online where um, uh, the CEO of Girls Who Code, her name is Reshma Saji Sajani. Mm -hmm. She was actually advocating for, and they had a um, 
they had a, um, what was it? A, a bill that they're trying to get passed in Congress for mothers to be paid for their labor. Like, uh, you know, saying that, you know, motherhood is not free, that, you know, it should, that the women should be paid for the fact that they are also working as a mom, as well as working outside the home so that they should receive monthly checks that is for the labor of mothering, parenting of $2,400 a month that they were trying to get passed through Congress, which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, and I saw people making some arguments that maybe more women would not be opting out of having children because there is some sort of benefit for the labor that they're putting in at, at the house. Um, what are your You're thoughts a girl on that? that? That used to be called a husband. <laughs> That's what they used to what? be called. What you mean? What? When, a, when a man and a woman get married and, and they have a child and, or children and the man takes care of the child or the children and the man is out there working and a woman was a housemaker. That's what that used to be called. And she would get paid a little allowance or whatever, you get mm -hmm. a little shopping or whatever. At one point, you know, that's what that, that was called. Um, you want to lay down and have sex and you have all these forms of birth control and um, this, that, and the third, and then you get the kids, and then you sitting there, and you want somebody to, like, no, no, <laughs> get paid for what? Yeah, I, man, that doubles your income automatically. There you go. Um, you even for, like, women who decide to just stay at home, I, I, you know, I understand both sides of the argument. Um, someone said, isn't that, like, child support? No, it's not like child support, because child support is supposed to be for the children. It's literally payment for the work that you're putting in as mothers. And in addition to that, like who's overseeing this work? Because what about these half ASS mamas who, you know what I mean? Ain't right. barely you for the kids. Baby, but, what they gonna yeah. put up to you to, uh, to make sure you mothering? Yeah, there are both sides. I see the side of the fact that mother, being a mother and being on call, being on 24-7 is very labor intensive. It's it's mentally exhausting and draining. You are literally, you know, going from working a, you know, 50, 60 hour plus job per week uh, job in addition to having to manage field trips and having to ensure that you go school shopping, you cooking dinner, you're doing laundry, you're changing diapers, you're vacuuming, you're washing dishes, you're the last to, to, to go to sleep at night because you're making sure that the kitchen is clean and that the house is clean and going in and when you have a few minutes, you're picking up um, the, the kids' rooms and you're giving the kids baths and bathing the children. It is exhausting. So I understand that aspect of it. And that's what I meant by both sides. But I, I think that Danny made a perfect um, uh, argument by that was what it was. Um, that's why you uh, ensure that your children are born into a two-parent home where you have a husband or a partner, someone that can, one, balance it out. And also, that would also be providing that extra financial, the extra financial resources that are needed. Right. Honey. How is that avoiding accountability? This isn't like, and this isn't even about single mothers. The woman who is um, advocating for this, this is about married women too. Married women who work inside the home or married women who work outside the home and married women who are stay-at-home mothers. This is strictly, you guys like to relegate it about black single mothers. Like this, that's not what the um what the bill is about. It's about women who are mothers. And it's also about, like they were making an argument about the low birth rates and how 
women no longer feel um, that it is um, that see any value in becoming a mother, that you, you're putting in all this work and that it's a thankless job. So as a result, doing something like this may, you know, give women a different take on becoming mothers. Child. It's not being paid for being an adult because you can be a single adult and be childless, which a lot of women are now saying, I don't want kids. I don't want to be responsible for anyone outside of myself. So, yeah, but if, okay, I, I, I just don't understand offering an incentive outside of what the incentive is. Like is. I said, motherhood is definitely rewarding. Um, you actually have brought life into the world, a whole human being that you got to help mold and, um, trust and babies and people change your lives, especially ones mm -hmm. that you raise. If you talking to your children, your children are probably some of the funniest, sweetest people, um, loving people that you'll ever get to know, but, and, and they're yours. Um, I think about like women who can't actually give birth to children and you know, so it's, it's, it's really sad because in certain ways they won't experience um, that certain love from a human being that nobody's going to love you like your child or uh, your spouse. Mm -hmm. um, but uh -oh. you, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I'm saying like, nobody's going to love you like your child will. Mm -hmm. And Watching people that you help mold and um, watching your contribution to society and to human life, I think it's like one of the best fucking things ever. I think giving birth and actually being able to raise a child is uh, probably like the most womanly thing you can do. And I know people may disagree with that, but to me, it's like one of the most woman womanly things that you can do with yourself. So I, I think having yeah, a baby in itself is rewarding like everybody not everyone sees the reward in the same way and this is coming from someone who feels extremely rewarded by not only you know having two children but raising you know phenomenal young women who are extremely talented and you know to me you know like the the best thing on earth so I understand that, but that's like one perspective. There are women who don't see it as this wonderful, grand, rewarding thing, and there is nothing wrong with that. But I do also think about like, I feel like credence has to be given to the fact that being a mother is hard. And this all came about like in the during the pandemic where women were not only doing all the things that I named, but literally working a work from home job while also being the school teacher to multiple young children that they were trying to also ensure that they stay engaged while schooling from home. Like that is a difficult task. And just literally being on 24 seven is, is something like, I, I don't, to me, I, you know, it, this isn't applicable to me. My children are grown, but I, yeah. I feel like I'm just talking about how labor intensive being a mom is. It, it, is. it really is. It really is. I'm not, girl, I'm not going to sit here and lie. And I do think that this is a feminist agenda. We can't ignore that. This is, oh, you know, women need uh, some sort of, you know, special but benefit if you got a being man, if you, but, um, but the whole thing is then at the same token, would you say that a man needs to be paid for doing stuff around the house and taking care of the cars and making sure 
um, the uh, whatever's painted that needs to be painted. If certain things, if a fence needs to be repaired, he repairs the fence. He's washing cars. He's uh, uh, I'm not making an argument for the benefit though. Like I'm not my like I just pinpointed. My argument is simply just how labor intensive parenting can be. Um, not yeah, I, I think it's uh, not that, that they should receive a some sort of monetary benefit. I feel like if they receive, I, I feel like. I have a problem with the fact that this is being branded as something for mothers as opposed to something for parents, because yeah. I know men who are single fathers, would they be yeah. able to take advantage of this benefit too? And or men who are the primary caregivers and has have primary custody of their children most of the time, would they also receive that monthly stipend? So I think that parenting is hard. My, I have several problems with the, the the plan that she's laying forth. And my primary one is that it's it's uh, marketed as something specifically for mothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because being that it is specifically for moms, it's like, no, um, everybody, if some every, if everybody's worked their salt within relationships or parent, parenting period, it's work. And um, Kerlin was a single father um, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Baby, it's a lot of work involved in being a single parent, period. Like, oh, yes. Woo, honey. I already know. Um, like I said, I, I think that um, James Cole, what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about out both sides of my face. How you going to be strong and independent in one breath and victimized by the so-called hardships of motherhood? I don't know what you're talking about. You've never heard me uh, say that I'm strong and independent. So don't put words in my mouth because that's not my mantra. I'm dependent on my partner. Um, I, uh, you know, that's not my my. Um, that those aren't words that I've ever said. So I'm not sure where you're getting that from. It sounds like you're projecting because that that's not um what i preach you don't hear men complaining about it complaining baby. About in the mental sphere what you mean we don't hear men complaining about complaining it about what i like this isn't me who came up with this this is actually a ceo of girls who code not only did she come up with it there were a lot of um famous actresses who are backing this plan and who are also calling for mothers to receive some sort of monthly stipend from eva longoria to gabrielle union amy schumer like these are women that are trying to get this bill before um congress in order to advocate for women receiving some sort of monthly income for being a mom i think that they are so disconnected mm -hmm. with society in general the, the um, famous women who are advocating for it? Yeah, I, I think they're hella disconnected. Mm -hmm. um, it, because if you make a choice to get pregnant, then you are making a choice uh, with whatever you have um, when you make that choice to get pregnant. We have too much birth control, too much going on for you to get pregnant and not want to take care of a child or for you not to be able to take care of a child. But, but yeah. in, the, in that same vein, like we need women to produce children in order to ensure that we keep the birth rate at a, a fair uh, number. So we need I, women I, to produce We can't make that applicable to everybody, but I, I did point out those women, but there were men who also signed this, uh, Steph Curry and um, the person who started Craigslist and uh, Alexis Ohanian from Reddit, um, Serena Williams' husband. So there were also men who were getting Yeah, look who they women is. Anyway. Listen, they're hella disconnected. I think the men, you know, they feminists. Um, 
Yeah. And this is not, y'all keep talking about single moms. These are married women. Like it's not about single moms. It's, this is about women receiving payment for being moms, single, married, divorced, separated, all of that. It's not about one sex. You guys are relegating it. I don't you know if this have... comprehension. This is not about single moms. Listen, you get paid to have sex and reproduce. Man, listen. Actually take I'm going to have another one. I, I mean, you know what's crazy? You brought up like uh, continuing on the birth rate. I don't really uh -huh. care. I don't care what happens. Yeah, you may not personally, <laughs> but economists and, you know, people who have any um, idea of the, 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 you know, how the economy works understands the importance of, you know, keeping the birth rate at, um, we, we're already below I guess what would be considered the nor uh, the numbers that are adequate to survive, but um, there is an important. It's it's important for us to keep the birth rate at a certain rate, and you know, people who I guess do um, work in um, anything relating to economy, they understand the importance of it. But then, if it, if if it was that important, then everything wouldn't be so automated, would it? What you mean? Like. like what? They're taking away a lot of jobs and replacing those jobs with um, robots right. and stuff like that. So what's the difference? You know what? I think the, the struggle is we live in a capitalistic society. If, you know, um, a person who owns a, a large corporation can make more money by hiring less people, they're going to do that. And they're not being they're not considering the impact to the economy where there are people who literally study the economy, care about, you know, um, the future of this planet. And as a result, they are the ones who would probably be more apt to make arguments for things that benefit the economy. But, you know, capitalists, they don't give a damn. They like, man, I'm trying to make my money. Okay. Well, shout out to RBR Network. He says, women aren't masculine. It's a lie and false comparison to other races of women. The problem is stereotypes of blacks by the larger society. RB. Hmm. <laughs> Let's get off into this topic. That's a perfect segue, RBR. We need to talk about it. Are modern women too masculine for marriage? Child. Ooh. Um, I think it would be good to start with you, Danny, because you are still a newlywed. And as you responded to DMAC's earlier point, um, I think you, you know, women who are um over 35 and marrying probably do give women, um, younger women hope. We do give younger women hope, but I do think that a lot of us are too masculine for marriage. Oh, you have to think about it, especially with an older woman. Um, and I'll give myself as a prime example. There are still certain traits that will come out of me and I have to uh, do a lot. Now, I'm not only going to say that I self-check because I get checked. Uh -oh. Um, Colonel will check me at the line and I'm, you know, I'm not tripping about that. But I also have to self-check because I am used to doing everything on my own and doing mm -hmm. everything how I want it done. Mm -hmm. um i do thing i used to do things without having to ask anybody for permission i spent my money the way i wanted to yeah. um i shopped i uh stayed out to whenever i wanted to stay out 
um, I did exactly what it is that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. When you enter into a marriage, especially um, with a man who is a leader, your man isn't going to go for you running things on your own because there has to be one head, one tail. And I'm not saying that everything has to be ruled under under an iron fist, but um, there are going to be times where you're going to have to listen to the other party. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to have respect for the other party. You're going to have to put everybody above yourself. Um, I think mm-hmm. it is a hard um, habit to break when you are used to doing everything on your own. And I, you know, like the, I think the older you get, the more masculine you become, especially as a ma- as a single person, um, because you are used to everything. You're mm-hmm. not worried about nobody carrying your shit for you. You're not worried about nobody uh, fixing anything for you. If you have problems in your house, you can call somebody for that. Um, when you do get into a relationship, it becomes a power struggle because you're not used to being under somebody's leadership. And to me, um, leadership in itself to me is uh, a masculine thing. But what are your thoughts? Um, I think overall, modern women for, for, okay, I think that modern women would be deemed as too masculine for traditional men. Mm. Um. The thing is, to be completely honest, I think that a woman that's over 35 um, would be more would be um, more apt to know how to take care of a man than and more willing to know how to take care of a man than a woman in her 20s. To be completely honest, when I see women in their 20s, um, you know, they are the ones that don't want to cook for a man, that don't want to learn how to cook, that are don't want to, you know, cater to a man. They're the ones that are challenging the status quo as it relates to marriage. Yes, women in their, you know, 30s and 40s are more headstrong. I think that they're more sure of themselves. But at the same time, I don't see them um, having the attitude that they don't want to cook for, cater to, take care of a man. They don't want to um, you know, do the things that a, tr- a wife traditionally has done. Whereas young women, like I ain't cooking for no man. I ain't, uh, he better, you know, we better hire somebody to do that. Or he bet we better eat out. Like they're the ones that are pushing back against the status quo. Um, but I think as a whole, when we just talk about modern women, I think that they are viewed as too masculine for marriage, too independent for marriage, too assertive for marriage, too, um, you know, folk career focus for marriage. They don't want a family. A lot of them, a lot. I've seen women who say, well, I'm okay with marrying. I want to, you know, partner with somebody, but I want my man to myself. I don't want to share him with children. Like I've heard women actually say that. So they don't have, a, they're not family minded. They are, um, a lot of them have a very feminist mindset, like the overwhelming majority of them. So I think that as a whole, yes, they would be deemed as too masculine for marriage. Hmm. Um, It's interesting that you were talking about the older women mm-hmm. um, wanting to don't not really minding doing the uh, things that are considered traditional. I think nowadays I'm running into a lot of women who are older who actually do have problems with the traditional thing. Um, like fixing a plate. Oh my God. 
See, I see young women talking about that. I don't know, like, and I'm talking about even on social media and, you know, just being in, in interaction with women who are 40 plus, like they are, you know, and may, most of the women that I interact with, I have to say they have very Southern roots or they live and have always lived in the South. They don't like trip over stuff like that. Yes, they're like saying, I don't want to go 50-50 on the bills, but like they cook, they cook Sunday dinner, they cook regularly, they cook big meals and that type of stuff. I more, at, and maybe it's because the younger crowd is being influenced by the older crowd, but for the most part, I don't see as many older women make, having those complaints as I do younger women. Not to say that I don't see older women complaining about that at all and saying they won't at all, but most of the older women that I see say, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going to fix this plate. That's natural. Uh, honey, but I'm, you're I'm, seeing the opposite? I am. I would say not necessarily the opposite, but it's kind of been even. I think the feminism mm. is the same on both sides. Um, initially, I... I wouldn't want to think that the older women would be as feminist as uh, younger women, but I'm starting to see it be even killed to where the feminism okay. is rampant all around. Um, women want to be women and they want to be ladies and shit when it's convenient. But then um, when it comes down to uh, submitting to a man, then it's like, no, what I look like. I work. Now, I'm not saying that I, I that they're not um that they don't have a feminist mindset i'm specifically strictly talking about the cooking and cl the domestic part of things yes okay. absolutely oh i see the feminist mindset i absolutely say that i wouldn't deny that ever i'm just strictly talking about the domestic side of the argument okay okay um shout out to mr curlin he says the answer is yes some are especially with how this society is set up if a chick has money, she can outsource a lot of what a man provides that feeds into the mentality we see until it falls. Um, thank you so much, babe. I think that is um, absolutely true. I think that's true. Um, shout out to RBR Network again. He says, okay, we're not using a strict <laughs> definition of masculine. We're using a leave it to beaver model and oh. not an African centric one, which is better. <laughs> RB. <laughs> Why you gotta read his um super chat like that? This is what I'm not about to do, is deal with you. That's not RBR voice. Did I get it? Um I think though, okay, so Hood Servitus says <laughs> no such thing as a domesticated feminist. Um, I think that I think like that's they absolutely were absolutely incorrect. Um, yeah, I think that absolutely, I agree too, uh, because I think that they were raised to like cook and clean and things of that nature. Um, they're older. Most of the women that I'm talking about have children, so they've had to cook and clean for their children. Um, many of them have been married or have been in some long-term relationships. So I think that they are domestic and that's just a part of who they are. They're domestic people. Um, they do the cooking and cleaning that's um, become a, like ingrained in who they are and maybe they came from that but what they still like a person can't cook and clean and be a hoe at the same what is well yeah that's a good point but also they will still have an attitude that a man ain't about to tell me what to do I ain't submitting to no man yeah they'll still you know they what gonna cook and clean because that's who they are right right I thought he would by David Shout out to Gabe A for the super sticker. What's up, Gabe? Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, I want to ready to drop this link for Dana because no, you know he's ready to fight. Hold on, before we do that, really quick. Dang. Um, <laughs> I wanted to know. Um, so we talk about are modern women too masculine for uh, marriage, but I want to know have the roles just changed? Like when we're looking at the younger younger generation, when we're looking at you know like late millennial or uh, early millennials and stuff. Well, I guess it would be uh, early millennials. Um, when we're looking at like have the roles change? Has what? it because we're talking about are yes. they too yes. modern or modern women too masculine for marriage? Listen, is it listen. has it changed where the, you know the traditional what we see as the traditional roles of what people would be doing in a marriage? Um, is has that gone out the window? It has marriage been redefined? Um, and as a result. Does that mean that, you know, this conversation is only applicable to a certain demographic? Okay, let me break some of it down. I think the roles have changed drastically. Um, Now you have women being um, more aggressive in trying to talk to men and dealing with men and um, making sex extra transactional. Like, I don't want anything from you. You don't want anything from me. That's just wham, bam, get it over with. I'll holler at you, you um, whatever. Um, there's no courting um, going on. So I don't even necessarily think there's an incentive nowadays. Like everybody's just kind of doing what they want to do. Um, Women aren't really carrying themselves like ladies, quote unquote. Um, so the women are turning into the hunters uh, because mm. now the stakes are a little bit higher since the men aren't getting married at the same rate that they used to, not until you get older. So I think that it's changed with the younger generation for sure. Like it's over with, with the younger generation. Mm. I'm curious to see how this all plays out to where when everybody gets older and the men turn into the women, I think that the men are more feminine nowadays mm. and it, it's, it's not a shot. I think that's how, that's how the, the roles have flipped. Um, women are doing everything for themselves. So it's a less need to be dependent upon a man. And so when you don't have to depend upon and you feel like you're equal, um, to a certain degree, you actually reduce the man's role um, to a certain degree. You're not making him work for anything. You're not making him rise to any occasion. Um, you're not requiring anything from him anymore. You're requiring him just to be. And I think that does uh, tear down a bit of uh, societal norm. So I, I do think it's, 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 and it, if it's flipped now, give it about a good 10 years. We ain't seen mm. shit. So mm. That's where I'm at with it. Okay. Let me read these super chats. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, I think modern women will find it difficult raising a family. Family is about sacrifice. And I don't know if they want to sacrifice anything for anybody. Yeah. They consider everything settling and put their goals above Ooh. everything. Black Wizard, say that. You, yeah. you summarize the... Um, attitude of m many modern day women they don't want to sacrifice they feel like my life is supposed to be about me i don't want to have to care for anyone else outside of me i don't want to have to cook clean do anything aside from um just existing 
And, you know, that is kind of the attitude that they have, uh, right, wrong or indifferent. And yeah, um, you, you uh, summarize that very well. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, uh, Black Wizard. Shout out to the RX Zero. Um, he says, greetings, ladies. Common courtesy has become an issue as well. For example, I only hold the door for women that I consider my elders due to them being respectful and appreciating mm -hmm. the favor. Mm -hmm. um, I think women um, shoot themselves in the fucking foot with some of the ridiculousness they... Um, the for the lack of common courtesy that they display i love when a person holds the door for me but if i see yeah. somebody coming behind me period man or woman i'm gonna hold the door so the door won't shut in their face that's just the type of person i am mm -hmm. um when a man holds a door for you like i said women want to be equal when it's convenient um, when they got to get out there and work on them goddamn chain gangs, this, that, and the third, we'll be screaming and crying for where the men and where the real men at. Yeah. Um, it, I think we, we really shoot ourselves in the foot when we, um, are dismissive or rude when men do things for us. I, I think we really shoot ourselves in the foot because- less men more men are going to be less apt to do those um things right uh my fiance no longer um holds the door for women because he has wow. been, he's been met with um some very snide comments after holding the door open so yeah are I, you serious I, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um so yeah he kind of i mean if like a woman is he always you know gets the door for me so if there's someone immediately behind me he's not going to let it slam in their face but he's not going to go out of his way to open the door for women anymore Wow. Good service. David, you really gonna let somebody struggle with their bags in uh, in uh, public and not open the door or help them? Wow. But you know what, though? If Listen. you got women that saying that they're scared or they're frightened yeah. or they're this, that, and the third, um, and then you have men who, if a man does anything, if he's watching you struggle, you don't want them to say nothing to you, but then you don't want to be struggling. It, it, like, then mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the women. Let's say you don't have AAA and you get uh, um, hurt on the side of the road or something, yeah. or you don't want anybody help. Like all that shit. The thing is, you already know there's been a long running belief that black that people don't pull over for black women who are stranded on the side of the road. That's really? that's uh, yes. Oh yeah, I've heard about that since I was younger that you better equip your daughters because uh, men don't pull over and help black women who are stranded alongside of the road. Yep. Wow. I actually had um, that happen. Um, somebody ran me off the road, but it was like two white guys came, pulled me out of a ditch. Um, wow. And um, I think the man had just lost his baby or something. It was like, it was a crazy day. I was um, coming back from Atlanta and um uh, somebody ran me off the side of the road and kept going weren't paying attention wow. and um i ended up in a ditch and what and they and it didn't take a long time either like they saw the whole thing so <laughs> you yeah. know i've i've been um on the side of the road like i had um a, a flat tire one time and i was at the exit for my job and in atlanta they have like you can call 511 during traffic hours like if you're mm -hmm. blocking traffic if you call ever call like in the city you can call 511 if something happens with your car and they'll send the hero truck but um the hero truck was busy and by the time they became unbusy 
they uh but well first off i called my triple a i called my triple a but they couldn't do it because um there's now some law that they can't change like it was on the side that was facing the road it was my tire that was on the side that was facing the road and they can no longer do um they can no longer change your tire like you know on the side of the road if it's the tire facing the side of the road um because of dangers with you know possibly potentially getting hit by a car so I had to call Hero. And then by the time I called Hero back, they said, um, we don't, um, uh, it's no longer rush hour. So we, we, we can't come help you. <laughs> so literally I waited there for like an hour and pro probably like close to two hours. And um, my fiance just had to come. He was coming from a, a long way, but he had to come and help me. But um, nobody stopped and said, hey, can I help you? Hey, like, no, no one stopped <laughs> to help me. So, yeah, I do think there's some, possibly some truth in that. Mm. Well, um, I live in the South and have had mm -hmm. several men pull over and make sure I was OK while waiting for triple A. Never had that problem. Black and white men alike. Um, Gwendolyn, I'm pretty much uh, there too. I haven't, I never really had that problem. Why? Like, yeah, it's a, I, and it's not 100. I mean, of course, there will be exceptions or people who haven't experienced that. I haven't really been stuck on the side of the road a lot to even, you know, for to know that that was a thing. My daughter recently had something go wrong with her car, and she was like in the city, and um, she her car was stuck, and Triple A said that it was going to be a two hour wait. Um, so she is she's young <laughs> she had like three people stop and say hey can i help you and other people were pulling up like hey you need yeah some help. yeah she didn't that wasn't her experience yep um shout out to the rx zero he says not only that modern women are clueless and are so clueless and arrogant to the point that they're unable to give a simple decent thank you um, oh I gosh, think you, that's so true. And so why would a man want to help you? Um, yeah. Do you have anything else? Or no, anything? let's go ahead and open it up. I have one other thing, but open it up and I will, um, we can discuss it as you drop the link. You know what's funny? I ain't going to mm -hmm. tell you because I don't want you laughing at me. I'll Let tell me you what I'm the scene, so. I want to know. So when we talk about um modern women being too masculine for marriage do you think that modern women um find any value in marriage do you think that because i was just listening to you earlier talk about when you your initial response to the question when we opened it up and you answered the question are modern women too masculine for marriage and you were giving examples about your own relationship and i thought about women young women probably would not see a benefit like not not see a benefit not see value in that like you talked about you know having to you talked about a lot of compromises about having to have discussions and permission you, you use the word permission i don't think that most women most modern women young women would be attracted to um being in, in engaging in a relationship that requires them to have uh, ask for permission for certain things now have you know 100 control to spend that to, to spend a bag on gucci or vacations or this and that and um you know that they would not find that as something that would be alluring to them just listening to you talk about the um changes that you've had to make and, and adjust to as it relates to marriage um it's like 
when you get married or when you enter into a relationship, you are going to have to make some sacrifices. Um, I don't necessarily think that modern um, modern women would be attracted to making a whole lot of sacrifices because I don't think that a lot of people talk about the true ins and outs of marriage. Um, most relationships have their ups and downs. Um, some relationships you can have communication issues, um, money issues, um, all kinds of issues go on in relationships. Um, some of that shit is taxing. Some of it is. Um, asking for permission to do stuff, which is probably one of the biggest things because women don't want to feel like they're subservient or like a slave or something like that. Or to their child. Permission, or baby. Child. Permission. And I said that with my uh, soldier boy face. <laughs> like, permission. No, but, but if you're maintaining a household and you are cognizant about the money and I'm not just blowing the money on stupid shit and I'm not even going to say that buying a bag is something stupid because, you know, everybody deserves a little Frivolous things. Frivolous things that's yeah. not important. Yeah, right. You. But if y'all have a certain type of income and y'all are running a household, you're not going to be able, unless you have the money now, unless y'all have the income, you're not going to be able to go out and buy a Gucci bag or a Louis Vuitton at will. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Or if you want to go out and do happy hour with your friends every day, but you got kids and you got a husband and you, you know, you have to worry about the women are supposed to be generally are supposed to be responsible for the nutrition of the family and shit. Then you're not certain things that you're not going to be able to do without planning and making sure everything is okay. Maybe you don't necessarily have to ask for permission, quote unquote, um, but you you would probably have to have a discussion. There probably has to be some agreement met um, before things take place. But that's the ins and out of a relationship. You're right. not going to be able to do exactly what you want to do. You want to. It doesn't work like that. And you have to be willing to sacrifice that aspect of your life. Um, to me, if you want a successful relationship. And I, I don't, you know, yeah. I would pretty much say that would be on both sides, you know, because everybody has to take everybody into consideration. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, you know, there are different dyna relationship dynamics. And I do think that um, I th for some reason, I feel like men, young guys are holding on to like they desire something more that more closely resembles traditional relationships, whereas young women don't. But I think that, you know, there are like, I don't, you know, don't have to necessarily ask for permission, but there are things that I run by like my fiance, like, and I, I do like I, when I go out, I have to pre-plan and I'm, I, I don't have to, but I pre-plan and I'm like, okay, babe, well, I did meal prep for you. You got a couple different meals to select from. I did that earlier in the week, or I'll like cook dinner before I go out. And oftentimes I still bring him something. I will, I, I, have, I let him know, like if there's a change in my schedule, cause he's used to me having a certain schedule hey babe this friday i'm going out with the girls or i'm going to brunch or you know like i let him know like you know giving him updates on my schedule anything that is from outside of the norm i you know um if there's big purchases to be made like we we have that discussion like there are some right. changes that i wanted to make to the house like i can't just be like oh let me call this contractor and have him over here no we got to discuss it as a team and you know ultimately he has the final say so yeah 
Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, I've also noticed modern women don't really apologize unless you do it first. Um, yeah, I think uh <laughs> let me let y'all in on a little secret. Y'all ready? Mm -hmm. Lean your head in, concrete. I'm listening. Don't apologize until you on your deathbed. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to respond to that. I want to say something about that. But Aaron, I did double down on the I don't have to because you're right. I don't have to. But I choose to because I choose to submit to a, a qualified man who is leading me. I enjoy letting him know and keeping the harmony in our home by, you know, um, letting him know what's going on with me. Like it's a part of it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. I'm making a conscious decision to none of us have to do anything. We're choosing to, we're, we're fully functioning adults who are choosing to um, engage in the ways in which we do. And I choose to make sure that my partner is aware of where I am at all times. I call him and I check in. If I'm leaving a place and it's dark, I will talk to him and like, oh, okay, babe, I'm getting on the highway, you know, be on the lookout for me. Those are choices that I'm making because I like to ensure that, you know, um, I have a harmony in my home and that, that's part of my desire for security, him knowing where I am. I also play a part in ensuring that's the most important um, aspect of any relationship for me is feeling secure. But I have a role in ensuring that I'm secure as well. And part of that role is checking in with him, making sure he's aware of my schedule. I literally have a dry erase board with my schedule etched out on it um, in our room. So he can look at it if I, you know, if he forgot that I had something to do and maybe I got up earlier than him, he can look over at the board and see where I'm at. So yeah, those are things I, I, I choose to do. But as it relates to uh, Black Wizard with the apology, um, I'm always the first to apologize. I don't hold grudges though. Um, I literally, within 30 seconds of having a disagreement, I, I will apologize. <laughs> I don't care though. Like I have no ego when it comes to my relationship. That goes out the window. Babe, I'm sorry. I was dead ASS wrong. You right. I was wrong. Before the disagreement is even over, I apologize because I just don't care like it's it's not i'm not um i'm not too shamed to say i was wrong is my sagittarius brother in the room girl he now he don't y'all don't apologize y'all don't know what an apology look like apologizing to get out of the bullshit ah, you apologizing ah, you listen girl, don't you that's, how he be looking, you, that's such a sagittarius girl. thing to say because he will look upside my head just like that like yeah right no but he'll accept my apology but y'all are very like skeptical yes oh yes skeptical that's the perfect word Mm hmm. Yeah. KP hmm. from KC. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, uh, KP from KC. If you're a Sagittarius, you apologize. We apologize for the same reasons Gemini's do. That's how I'm able to call it out. I don't know. I ain't heard an apology from a Sagittarius. Yeah. And you the closest female Sagittarius to me, and he's definitely the closest male. And I don't know if y'all know what an apology is. Concrete ain't never. <laughs> Listen. Don't get your ass. <laughs> but anyways, but anyways, um, uh huh. So, well, Let me read this from about? Renee real quick. Let me read this from Renee. Renee says, "So mm -hmm. women gotta work forty hours a week 
um, and be responsible for the nutrition of the Ooh, family. See, yeah, yeah, he got to work 40, 80 hours a week and be responsible for them goddamn bills. Sis, what's up? Renee said women deserve that that um stipend that they that they advocating for. Renee, if I gotta be responsible you for the you gonna get the same thing everybody else get. Uh, <laughs> Y'all gonna go down to Florida once a year. Oh, um, I was about to say, you know, you used to sit here that saying, um, what was it, hard D and bubblegum? <laughs> I thought about it. I was like, I ain't gonna go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but, uh, to be honest, okay, so you know, here's how you do that. Before mm-hmm. you get off into a, a relationship, something serious, you discuss those kinds of matters. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to me and Curly getting married, I think like while we were in relationship form, like it was like, well, if we got married, how often would you cook? And I'm like, you know, what would be an acceptable number? Right. So I think about eight times out the week, some going on that stove, baby, some getting cooked by me. Um, eight rest- times. Oh, you talking about other meals too? Yeah, girl. Like breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. Yeah. So me and Curly work from home. Mm-hmm. generally we don't eat a lot of breakfast but mm-hmm. we will we do definitely eat lunch um so i'll make lunch and i cook dinner um we get a cheat day during the week and you know weekend we'll cook or we might not cook it just just depends mm-hmm. on how we feel um this weekend i cooked you know what i'm saying um yeah. most weekends you know we do our little date night whatever mm-hmm. you know like we chill but you know during the week because if you eat out a lot it's not very nourishing and um it's not as good when especially when i cook baby because i can throw down in the kitchen <laughs> so mm. but you know Again, what? i like I, cooking so I, I actually do too i enjoy cooking i remember you was like i don't know five days a week because i i cook dinner like dinner well, I, I couldn't do five concrete i couldn't do five days but no, baby. What, like sunday you have to cook like i i have to cook a big sunday dinner i'm cook you know got my my glazed lamb chops marinating now so i have to cook a good nice hearty sunday dinner but i also meal prep on mondays because like i notice, like you know my fiance will go to the gym and he's not getting enough nourishment and i'm like babe you ain't eat i don't eat breakfast so mm-hmm. i don't cook breakfast he usually will cook his own breakfast because i don't eat breakfast i cooked him breakfast this morning but that's not something i do maybe once or twice out of the week i might cook him breakfast but i will like for lunch i've meal prepped so he could grab a meal and i meal prep enough for lunch and if he you know wants something later he can also have you know something later but i do cook dinner like five nights out the week listen listen how they gonna dog renee renee uh look at look at can't keep him pace and cry renee wrong. grab a dog then you can't make this up shit renee wow. said if she ain't got the cook and she ain't got the ass nobody to do shit that's Listen. what Renee gonna do, nah. Yeah, KP from Casey talking about he cut the grass every week after working sixty hours or more. But you cutting the grass once, whereas the woman is cooking right. a meal multiple times yeah, a week. So. Every day. Yeah, and listen, I that too. But I don't um. My my, we don't have to get our our grass can go like a week and a half. It ain't even like a weekly thing. But I've never had to cut the grass, and you know that's that's a benefit too. Because if you otherwise you would be paying somebody fifty sixty dollars. I don't even know how to turn on, let alone operate a child. I told him I'm like I'm gonna have you teach me in case you know I ever have to cut the grass myself. And he like man, please, (laughs) like you can't even get it out the shed. So I just let him do his thing as it relates to that. But it's other things that also like I had. I remember I needed. 
a new battery in my car. Like we had some plumbing issues that I didn't even notice that we had a leak and he heard it. We was going to call someone, but we had someone out maybe a few weeks before and they told us it was $400 to replace something, a little valve on our um, hot water heater, which is still fairly new. And he went out and got it. It was $40 and he put it on there. But we was like, okay, that was $400. This leak and it's under the house, it's going to be massive. He went down and like there are benefits that we there are things that men do that like can't be quantified there's like intangible benefits that we get from our partners that we don't realize like as women we talk about what we do on a daily basis those things to keep the home up today but 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 men men put in work too and you know that can't be denied and you know as my my fiance he's really like he lets me have the run of the house pretty much for the most part. Like if I want to do something, change something up, he's like, go for it. And, you know, little projects and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I want you, I want the, um, to change the color of the um, fireplace. Like he is constantly doing things to ensure that, you know, my, that I'm, I'm satisfied with the home. So right. um, they put in work too, and we got to give them credit. for Exactly. That. And I don't think, um, you know, women do do a lot. But men also do a lot. And if especially oh, yeah. if I'll never deny that. men that are able to repair and fix stuff and um, oh, yeah. handy, yes. And, and those who aren't though, they may have they paying for it out of pocket. Right. You know, my right. ex was not handy, but like he would quit and be like, okay, you know, find somebody to do it, I'll pay for it. Like, you know, they may have to pay for it out of pocket if they're not extremely handy, but that's an additional expense that they're paying. Right, right. So yeah um well concrete y'all ain't want to come up and chat with us all that smack y'all was talking in the chat but didn't want to come up and challenge the notion of uh modern women being too masculine you know what girl let's Mm -hmm. let's keep up some shit modern men aren't masculine enough for marriage what's up all y'all want to do is lay up call six holes a week eat mcdonald's uh, <laughs> trying to figure out where your next meal come from, listen. penis itching. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. Listen, look, Black Wizard was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> you know you wrong. You know you wrong. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you wrong for that. Wow, is that true, Black Wizard? Is that true about your- <laughs> what you say? No, she said this about modern men. I'm asking, is that the truth? Is she is she being <laughs> look, 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 look here. I don't know. <laughs> he said not me, but uh, I don't know about the rest of them fools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all y'all are crazy. Um yeah, I wanted to um I, I wanted to highlight, I guess, the uh, I'm going I'm still going to highlight the modern women angle of it because it's the topic of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to ignore that last uh, two minutes that you went on. So, uh, <laughs> Y'all are killing me. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I think what's really interesting about I don't know, I, I, I guess about uh what we're who we're calling modern women is like yeah just i guess i'll just elaborate in the super chat like the the i guess they're they so like uh driven to get what it is they want they don't really seem to have the desire to make any sacrifices that would that would be necessary in order to have a family and i would say like a lot like 
even the even the few that kind of like have a child without getting the marriage part it's like they're driven by a biological urge to do that but once the urge is out of the way the child just kind of becomes an accessory to their life that they're kind of like throw off into daycare or school or wherever Mm -hmm. while they continue to go about their own kind of goals That's a good point, um, Black Wizard. I, I, I do have to say that a lot of women who I do see, you know, bearing children, it is kind of like they have like a little cute accessory, you know, like though for photo ops and things that that's like convenient. And yeah, um, they still trying to find ways to live their best lives. Um, and I don't know if parenting is their number one priority. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about this too. It's like. Um... Yeah, like, well, one thing that um, my my father said was that is don't dress like kids anymore. And I found that really interesting. It's like they, it's like most of the time you look on uh, Instagram or whatever, they look like little adults. And he's like, well, what's up with that? Like, you know, you know uh-uh, what I'm saying? Like, y'all sexualizing the kids. They don't look like adults. Y'all just sexualizing oh. them. Oh, sorry. Um. Because I, I find that to be, I I hate when I see little girls just like grown ass women, and grown ass women say that, and it's like, you know, okay, okay, but not, not not just little girls though. Like think about like the little boys, boys and the little boys, like, yeah, looking like uh, they, they, about they got their little tux or they got their little bow tie, and you know they they, they they I don't know they don't they're not dressed like they don't got like the graphic tees and the stuff that. When I was a kid, was the main thing the kids wore, you know, like yeah, you know, some cartoon like T-shirt or something like that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, they, they they dress like grown people, and I, I, I don't know. I just I thought that was interesting. That's so true. So true. Well, let's get Hood Servative up in here. Hood Servative, what are your thoughts? Hey, what's going on, ladies? Thanks for having me up again today. Um. No I was thinking Neither about. Good. Don't come up here with no mess. Concrete. I never do. The come name on, of guys. the game. You will not get triggered by hood services. Okay. I will not. I refuse. I don't even be trying target. to trigger y'all. I just right. say things that are rude, uh, that are real but uncomfortable. <laughs> you had it right at first. <laughs> it came out rude. That, that was a Freudian slip. It, it was mm-hmm. right. No, listen, listen. The thing is, I was reminded of uh, this little clip I watched years ago. It was a really old clip, though, from um, Christopher Hitchens. He's like this British writer. And um, he was talking about his his preferences for women. And it was a female interviewer, too. And she he asked him, um, he said something about he prefer his women not to work at all. And he said, yeah, I understand. You know, I'm not going to absolutely forbid it, but I, I can pay for you to, to, to live. You can live with me just fine. And what he said, his reasoning for that was that the mere fact of you being a part of the labor force masculinizes you as a woman. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. And we're, we're kind of so far down the rabbit hole now, we can't even see where we began. And I think so many women are just born and bred to be single women, a part of the workforce first, and then a mother and even a wife, second and third, and that that's a huge problem. So later on in life, you kind you 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 both kind of mentioned this, you know, in, in your own ways about how young women will be the ones who don't want to cook and clean, and by the time the women are thirty five and up, they're they're all for all that shit. 
and that's the problem in a nutshell that that's basic like you know red pill philosophy right there like it is a really interesting and, and bad problem that young women are are unwilling to commit until they're too old to even get in the game again and you're, you're seeing it play out like that so it, it is going to be a huge, it's going to be a growing problem for women, this this whole being too masculine for marriage. Like, even if you wanted to marry, what, young, what who's teaching young women how to be wives and mothers right now? Like, where's the finishing school? Where's the etiquette school? All these things are considered feminist and outdated now to teach a woman the actual practicality of getting along with a man, learning to fold and, and let him take the lead when you you just feel like you're right. He may actually be right, but you feel like you're right and you don't want to stop. Like women have to teach each other to not be like that. And if men do it, you know, we're, we're the bad guys, we're mean, we're, you know, oppressive and all that stuff. So I, I question like, are, are women even teaching women to be feminine anymore? Cause this masculinity yeah. isn't coming from but, men. But when you tell a woman to get a man that makes more money than her. Um, That's always you... the way though. No, no, not always. Um, That's the traditional well, role. What do you mean? Eliminating a lot of men from the the pool, like because a lot, you know, we have men. What what is the average man makes? What forty something thousand dollars? Yeah, you, yeah, but you don't have to pursue the career. That's a yeah, choice. Yeah, but this is this is the thing, though, um, hood conservative. It, it's easier to say, okay, a man is going to take care of you. Your relationship is going to be perfect. Um, if you focus on um, being a wife as opposed to um, being a career woman, generally after you've been married and you you didn't do any of those things with your life, it's usually kind of hard to pick yourself back up after the fact after you get divorced and you don't have any skills. Um, a lot of women don't want to be left out in the cold because if a relationship um, happens to dissolve and you don't have anything to fall back on it's probably one of the most um, naked feelings not being able to depend on anybody but yourself um, then it really does become in survival mode and you don't want to be um, to where you can't pick yourself back up and um, produce for yourself or live a, a good life so I, I think a lot of women think about it in those terms I understand that fear and I, I'm not going to belittle it. I, it's a real fear and I can understand being in that position. However, given the fact that women are the ones who end relationships more often than not, I don't care. Okay. Oh, I thought he had dropped down. I was like, damn. <laughs> I did too. I was about to say, well, damn. He dropped down, didn't he? I was like, right. damn. Okay. But real, real shit. Like, like life, life gets hard sometimes, and we can't go out bending national policies or, or, or changing, you know, eons worth of traditions because every now and then somebody gets they crap out in life. It, 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 we can't do that. We just we can feel bad. We can help from a personal level, but I mean, are we going to change the laws because you know this one woman? Had to get a job after being married for 50 years well no i'm sorry we just can't but um the but the whole thing is everybody acts like the job just benefits the woman and that's also not the case either they're educated and still getting left out in the cold so what are you talking about um you get being educated and left out in the cold at least you do have an education when you're left out in the cold that you may be able to do something with that education um, most jobs require some type of bachelor's degree. 
you may not actually have to have a bachelor bachelor's degree in that same field, but most jobs require a bachelor's degree. And it's not like you're going to be making um, hundreds of thousands of dollars with a bachelor's. So that's, that's actually kind of um, a misnomer, like going in like at, at this current time, most jobs are actually removing that requirement. And a okay. lot of jobs require like, you know, uh, certifications. Okay. Yeah, like if yeah. you get a, which is a trade, like literally less than six months, a lot. I mean, from Google, Facebook, especially jobs in tech, in the tech industry, you can get a certification in a fraction of the time that you would get a degree. Um, so that it, that traditionally you're right. That has okay. you know most yeah. uh, decent paying jobs you know require a degree, but right. things are changing to where now a lot of um, different employment sectors are just requiring certifications. Okay. Um, shout out to Renee. She says y'all are acting like most black men are able to be the sole or even primary breadwinners. These oh, men I need these women's <laughs> income. Um, I'm, Renee, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold up. Uh, hey, Sister George. Hey, Concrete. Renee, bring your miserable hey, ass in this Ooh, chat. Oh, because oh you know goodness. what? It's it's today. You know what I'm saying? This is the conversation. Ring the bell. Here we go. If, you, if you're um, speaking to her like that, so what oh, no, I'll she, do... She, she likes is, to be antagonized. You ain't seen the chat? Oh, yeah. Renee, oh, wow. you're welcome to join the panel and have the discussion with us live if you want. But um, I want to hear this take on, on Renee's comment. Do most men need a woman's income? Because I've heard the opposite, that even when women work outside the home, that it's not very beneficial to the, um, to the, the family. I, I think need. that is a crock of shit. Um, if you sitting here telling me that, okay, if homegirl around making around, um, $10,000 a year, yeah, that's probably not going to be, um, super duper beneficial. It still does have some benefit because she is still working. She is still bringing in a sort of income. Maybe you ain't got to eat the potted meat. Maybe you could actually have real chicken on the table tonight. Um, when there's something Chris else being unsaid, she can work for me. Um, let How me finish that? my point. But if she's bringing in thirty thousand dollars, thirty to forty thousand, fifty thousand, sixty thousand dollars, I think that is a significant um, boost. Marriage is the quickest way to increase your wealth, so it is a benefit to a woman working, and you that is able to um, help provide a better lifestyle. So, you know, yeah. can, can I can I point out the 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 mindset though? And she's kind of talking. She she's she's framing it in the opposite of reality. Yes, I think you can say there are a lot of men who, who are after women with more money per se, so they can live off the woman. Like you can get a better life if your woman makes a lot more money than you, right? Maybe that's true. However, I, I think it also must be said, if you're a woman and I don't even know if there's a magic number of, of, of income level, but if you're a woman and you're your comfort at a certain level, what, whatever your income is, you can pay for your life now. At what point does it occur to you that you really don't want some nigga coming in here with all this money and all this attitude telling you how to run your shit? Maybe you'd rather That's him it. be just a little broke. Just a little broke. Not totally broke, but like you can't fuck with me, though. I think so. David, you got a good point. That's kind of what I was trying to highlight to Danny, even as if we talk about, you know, um, Gen Z and the the um, modern woman and their, um, you know, being career focused and they feel like I already have, uh, I can already fund my lifestyle. What is the benefit of me 
getting with someone who makes more than me, but that's going to tell me how to spend my money and, you know, where I can and can't go. Like most women don't want to sign up for that. But I do think that they probably would be more apt to get someone that has less money than them that is not necessarily running things. Right. Right. Which is a masculine approach. You're dating a man. You're dating a man as if you were the man looking for a woman who's going to fit into your plans. Mm, mm, mm. Good point. So I just I, I think that what uh and I'm more calm now. I was just joking, really, because Renee ain't gonna come here. Um, I think that what's going on now is that or what's always been the case is that it's not fun being a woman, right? Like you're like life is miserable, <laughs> like you have cycles, like you you know what I'm saying, you don't get to do like it's fun being a man, right? Like it's fun doing dude stuff. Mm -hmm. And women have seen that. And now that they're making money, they're like, oh, we're going to do dude stuff. Like, we're not doing woman stuff no more. We are interested in that. And unfortunately, it comes to a head around 35 or 40 when it's like, wow, it's not always fun being a dude. Like, I actually want a family now. I want peace in my home. I want, you know, I got three different, four different dudes that I'm dealing with. And it's chaotic. Like when you have when you a man and you got three or four girlfriends across town, that's not fun. Like it's a chaotic life. <laughs> and, you know, we learned that early on, you know, in high school, college, whatever. And so, you know, some of us get smarter and some of us, you know, decide to settle down. But for women, it's like there's that logic is it isn't there. So it's just fun, fun, fun. And then you hit that wall. And you don't, and it's not fun anymore. And so whether you're making 30K or 60K as a woman, you're still going to want to be in that family. And so you're going to have to find a man who's either going to sell, like be a simp, you know what I'm saying? Just, oh, well, whatever you say, babe, that's what it is. Or you're going to have to follow that man's lead. And a lot of women just don't have that in them right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be a like a global reset, like everybody keeps saying. And it's not going to be men on the bottom. I, I just, that's what I think. Mm. To be completely honest, I, I think that, I don't know, I think that women, most women find that they have a lot of advantages as women. Like society backs women. There are laws created constantly that are in favor of women. I think that most women enjoy their lives. They enjoy being able to weaponize their femininity. They enjoy being able to um, manipulate situations. Like most women are happy being women. You think that's a power thing? Um, yeah, I think women are manipulative in, 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 uh, in general. I think that, um, they enjoy, they, and I do think that, um, it is, it comes from, they feel as though they're in a position of power that they can use their femininity to get things that they desire. Um, and that is powerful. And oftentimes you kind of are getting over on someone who doesn't seem to realize that you're getting over on them. So, um, being a woman is lit. Well, I think that's why these conversations hold so much weight because being a woman is lit until you're 40 and alone. And you're sitting there mm -hmm. in your lit house, in your lit car, in your lit king <laughs> size lit bed. Career. Right. With your lit 65, 80K a year career, 
no kids, no husband. Out of an Olivia Pope glass. Right. You got two dogs. You got a boy and a girl dog, and they got a good relationship, but you can't seem to figure it out. So, yeah, it's it's lit. Damn, he came for y'all next today. Listen, they got that real stuff. But he, he he has a point. Now that's the one thing that you can't you can't you're not manipulating your way into a valuable relationship. So yeah, Gaston, well, I, well, I lady, don't have a comeback for that. Why do you think that all these so-called married women you were naming pushing you know the go- the government essentially being a full time husband and father for these women now? Because <laughs> someone is looking at their friends saying they're going to need some help. Ah. Uh... Again, Renee is in the comments. I don't know her relationship status, so I won't come for that. But 165K, that's nice. But if you're alone, you're still alone. And so 165,000 times a year, you can wipe your tears with being alone, but you're still going to be alone. And then next year, you'll do it again. And it's like, one day, you won't be able to work anymore. You'll have to retire. Whatever 401K you have, that's what you'll have. But I say about 75, you get sick. And you have to spend all of it. And nobody will be there for you. You'll die alone. That's how it goes. I've, I saw it happen just yesterday. Don't do that. I, I'm sad because it's like my aunts are out here dying by themselves. They got kids that don't have fathers. My my cousins are older than me. They don't know who their dads are. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit's crazy, man. Like, I'm, I'm really tired of it. And so, yeah, I came with that shit today because this shit's crazy, man. Like... This shit is really wild out here. Like, folks are not taking care of themselves. Folks are not taking care of their family. And then you want to do this shit by yourself. You want to, oh, I can go to the club. I can do this. I can do that. You're 30 fucking years old. Sit, sit get your ass at home. Like, you got I kids. Thought at home. 35 was the age to sit down. <laughs> no, when 30, you that's kids, young. Oh, you got you got right. two kids. That adds two that adds three years to you to your age. <laughs> when y'all be coming up with this stuff? <laughs> I feel you know that that's what kept, that's the whole thing, right? Oh, you a seven or an eight, but you got kids, you a six now. So that's what we're saying. You 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 might be bad, you might be the finest thing walking, but if you got three kids by three different niggas, you not that anymore. So you can still be bad with never mind. Yeah, you could you could probably lay down and have another kid, but like I said, if you at home with them kids by yourself, one day them kids gonna be grown, they're gonna be gone, and you're gonna get old. <laughs> and we back at it again. You're gonna get old. Whatever job, whatever money, niggas giving you money for no reason, that's gonna stop. And then what? Yeah, you look at you. What is the real value? I've been wondering this question. I think we, we're all gonna have to do this, like like the country, not just black America. But we have to ask this question and have a serious, long, uncomfortable conversation. What is the real value of having all these women going to all these jobs and getting all this education? Like, really, really, what is it getting us? Well, well it's helping it, it's it um it is beneficial for a capitalistic society because women are the biggest consumers. They're spending more um as it relates to I don't know who who else it benefits aside from the individual and you know the capitalistic society in which we live. N- not so, necessarily. It's beneficial for capitalistic corporations. It's not necessarily beneficial yeah. beneficial well, for yeah, capitalistic yeah, society. Society is different from the corporations. Like, we're not getting all the money and wealth out of this deal. Well, so the thing is, like, the the thing is, women's value in what less than 200 years ago was the same as a horse to a man, right? Mm -hmm. And so, 
what happened was they wanted to be equal to the man in value to society. And then women said, that's not good enough. We want more. They had to bite the apple. They was like, we going to keep going and -hmm. keep getting more education, keep getting more benefits, whatever we can get, we'll take it. What from the government, from, you know, a bunch of men out here, whatever we want it all. And now that you've gotten it and now the society's molded or molding to that new dynamic, they don't like it. It's like, wait, wait, we don't like this shit. Like, wait, what is this? We want men to walk up to us. We want this. We want it. That's not what you, that's not what you bargained for. So like I said, there's going to be a mass reset and everything's going to go back to, it's going to, I mean, I'm talking about sticks and stones. It's going to be rough out here. And I mean, you know, although a woman's sexual market value declines significantly when she's into her late 30s and early 40s, I think that a lot of women feel as though that's when they can settle down. You see, what is it, Eve uh, married in her late 30s and now she's having a baby. Like you're seeing more and more women having babies later in life. And I think that women feel as though at least, you know, I can live my best life until I'm ready to settle down. And then at that point in time, you know, I'll, I'll look for a partner and someone serious and, and prepare to settle down. Can I ask and the I, guys a question? And, and it's the chat room, too, because I'm curious. This is like a, a, a quick poll. Because you just said something. A woman's value was equivalent to a horse back in those days, right? So right now in modern America, guys, if you had the money, would you rather buy a horse or get married? Wow. <laughs> wow. I would buy the fucking horse. <laughs> Unfortunately, wow. I live, I live, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I don't see uh, the value in the horse. A woman, no. wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You got game if you can get chicks on horseback. Like, I, I think I'm going to get a horse and see how this life wow. works. <laughs> Uh, you never mind, cause I was about to go there. I wanted to hear you. Don't go there, Danny. Oh, no, cause, cause. Okay. Come on, Sister George. No, the, bring out that Sister George. The thing is, if you have never had a good woman, and so you don't realize the value and um the worth of that, then I really, really, honestly do feel sorry for you. If you're saying that you would actually get a horse over getting yeah. married. Um, <laughs> A horse isn't going to sit there and stroke you and rub you and play. Well, maybe. I don't know. Not only that. Women um, value of anything you give them. Like, women are the ones who make a house into a home. Women are like, you know, late night, you're talking about your business deal. They're advising you. Women will increase the value. uh, A good woman. Right. Horses don't talk, though. That's that's more valuable than everything you you just said. If you're sitting up there saying that you don't want a woman simply because she talks, then she I, I, I don't she really know who you talking she to. Nags. Baby, um, let me read the damn super chat. Shout out to Snuggle668 up in this thing. She says, do you think your people were socialized not to understand each other and understand a different people? Why conversations like this are hard to have? Um, I do think that we were socialized in a certain way. Um, I think the um, feministic uh, whatever's are um we've been indoctrinated into all of that i don't necessarily think these conversations are hard to have though like 
you know, I come to the mental sphere and have these wonderful conversations every day. So I don't know if she's talking about us in particular. I thought she was talking about like, you know, black people in oh. general. In that oh. case, I would say, yeah, we have been socialized and conditioned. Uh, we've been socialized in a certain way that impacts our ability to have meaningful conversation. Yeah, I think so. Um, shout out to Karan Pookie Williams. Three-fourths of Black women can't crack $50,000, but every Black woman on YouTube earns a hundred k. And Renee, stop it, five. He said, wouldn't <laughs> be on YouTube complaining if you made a hundred k. Get your lion really? 600 really? pound 25 k <laughs> and Burger King self out of here. Karan, how you gonna uh, uh, how you gonna assault that woman's character like that? Like you right. fascinate her on. character, making all these assumptions about her. You need to quit. Lord Renee on, must baby. be down there antagonizing. You know, the Renee is a fucking terrorist up in this chat, baby. Listen, Listen. clearly, and she keep going. I ain't mad. All right, we gotta get Mr. KP in here and get his thoughts on the topic. Hey y'all, how y'all doing today? What's good? Hey, KP. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Well, listening, I always say, you know, we watch television a lot growing up. 80s Cosby show, you had Claire Huxtable. She had family, and she was a professional, her and her husband. And that gave a template to a lot of young ladies at that time of I can have that. And have that as well, but some way it diverted where they didn't want to become the family Claire Huxtable. They decided they wanted to be like um, that, that show with Mary Jane. Yeah, Mary Jane types. They were like, I'd rather be the corporate lady, have my own condo, live in a big city, you know, and worry about the children's thing later down the line, you know. And I, I wonder where did that occur? That happened in the nineties because a lot of women, black women were going to college then. That was when college was becoming the norm for black folks. Um, as far as going to uh we normally went to HBCUs, but then going to predominantly white schools as well. And you having that 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 vision of saying I can make it, but then saying on my own, not saying I'm looking for my husband here or whatever avenue you went, military, whatever, looking for someone to team up and build, like someone said earlier, your greatest path to wealth is if you have a good profession, they have a good profession, and if y'all come to a good understanding, hey, look, we can do something together. We can do something together. It's not this com competition thing, you know, because I see this in my area where, like, if I, I have a neighbor across the street from me. She's a single black young lady. Uh, and she, she jokes with me sometimes about, yeah, I'm having issues finding me, you know, she's talking about, I'm dealing with all these Jodies. I said, well, maybe if you turn it down a little bit, you might get you a, a I mean, get you a, get you a, um, a cliff, you know, but using that example, then another example is like the thing with, um, you know, uh, so-and-so's daughter, uh, that plays Joan, you know, on Go Girlfriends, Joan Clayton. And then when she played the character on Blackish, she's Rainbow Johnson. So you got to ask yourself, you could be Joan, where she was single, successful, professional, lawyer, but had nobody home, coming home to the dog or the wine glass. And then on Blackish, she had the family. You know, it's, it's a case of which, and in real life, you see, she says she doesn't need no man. 
but really, you know, she wants to be Rainbow. Uh, her name, can somebody come? Her real name, I keep forgetting, but um, it's a case where you got to let your pride go with the idea of someone telling you you're being submissive. It's something about someone hearing that and feeling as though they're a slave. You're not being a slave. That's the greatest form of discipline. I was in the United States military. Discipline shows a character strength of you not doing what you want to do by desire, but doing what you need to by necessity. And in a relationship, marriage, to keep it strong together, that's a necessity, you know, you know, you know, predicament. It's not a desire predicament where you're like, I don't feel like it. I don't, because if that's the case, then you should be single. You should, you know, be in the street, so to speak. You should not look at it from a selfish mindset. And the masculine woman, and there's some feminine men as well, have this mentality of which, what's good for me? If a man's looking at a woman who has her bag and say, I'm going to marry her because she's got a six-figure job and he doesn't want to do nothing with himself, that's not a real man. That's a child. And, he, and she's going to treat him as a child because she's going to look at him as less than. Now, the man has to be have his own purpose, his own method of provide for himself to show that he has value. And that doesn't just mean about his pocketbook. It means if something's broken in the house, he can fix it. Or uh, giving her information about certain things, dealing with her money. Um, my ex, I love her to death. She's in the medical field. She'll be a doctor. I mean, she's a resident now. I gave her advice about what she should do with her money when it comes to, you know, mutual funds and stuff like that. She doesn't know that. And I'm not going to be stereotypical saying that's a man thing, but that's something I like to keep my mind to. That's what marriage is about. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. So it's just a lot of folks have to look at it. Being submissive on a man's side and a woman's side, it's not a weakness. It's discipline. It's discipline. A child acts out of order. An adult knows how to retain themselves, you know? So that's my two Thank you, Mr. KP. I agree um, that um, that there are benefits that, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I think there are benefits that men contribute to the relationship that, you know, women don't, um, count or don't give them credit for. But I do also think that there's a lack of credit being given for women today. And I, I think that a lot of it is just men being disingenuous and kind of being just dismissive because, you know, men are, men and women are, are, are at odds today. Um, but I think that, you know, there's a lack of credit being given on both sides. However, traditionally, women have received credit for the roles that they play and what they contribute to the, the family and the home. Whereas you rarely see, I've rarely seen uh, men being given credit for um, their contribution. Um, T.A.B. says, you cannot fear monger uh, women with dying alone when everyone dies alone and having a husband doesn't secure a caregiver. How many men do any of you know that care for their wives until death versus women? Well, women live longer than men, um, first off. So there's that. But um, I, I don't think that that should be the sole reason. I mean, like, you know, who doesn't want like companionship from someone that you love? Like who doesn't? There's um, 
there is a value in having a partner and someone to grow old with when a lot of this superficial stuff that we're caught up in today no longer matters. Like when you don't care about having a Gucci bag or having your hair done or, you know, having your nails done and all of, all of that stuff goes by the wayside and it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't hold value like it once did. Um, there's something to be said about having someone that's right there by your side that still loves you and looks at you in the same way that they once did, that still thinks that you're, you know, the most beautiful person on earth. So, um, yeah, I don't even know if you can put it into words, but um, thank you so much for the comment. Anyhow, um, we got to get Aaron EBM in here and get his take on the topic. What's good, Aaron? What you got? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? We can. Good morning. Oh, my God. Well, I just, afternoon from here. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. Afternoon. I just got my heart rate down from talking to Renee, man. So you have to get you have to excuse me. Um, <laughs> Renee got you. Renee, stop doing that. Uh, this, <laughs> this whole this whole modern this whole modern woman situation, this whole modern woman deal is is getting out of hand. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's it is it is I'll say it like this. My wife which I've been with for 12 years when I didn't work, when I couldn't work going through these struggles as a black man in this country that we all go through from sometimes and from now and again, she worked when I couldn't work, you know, and I always told her that when I got to a point to where I could work, she would never have to want. And when I got to that, that point in my life, she no longer had to, to want, she no longer had to work if she did not want to work. And that's what that's what a lot of these modern women are missing. They come in with the attitude of, of a woman that doesn't need anything, doesn't need help and doesn't value the things that men can, can, can give. Like uh, Mr. KP said, you know, they don't value the fact that I can change a water heater, which I did when I first got into the home that we bought the water heater shot. I went and got another water heater installed it myself. Now, they don't. Now, a lot of these uh, modern women do not accept or care about these things until the water heater breaks in the house and they're alone. And that's what we're that's what we're talking about. Now all of a sudden that you 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 appreciate the 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 contractor that you call to put in the water heater, but you don't you don't really appreciate these things in a man, whether they're black or white, when you get them. A lot of this stuff is mis mis uh mistreated. A lot of it is just overlooked. And that's what then that's what a lot of these modern women get to. And it boils my blood. It's like she didn't understand that the fact that the thing she was saying was masculine. You know what I'm saying? And it's not the fact that a man don't agree with whatever you say. We're not supposed to agree with with anything or everything that we all say on these panels. That's not that's not the thing. We're not supposed to agree. But it's the way you approach the man. It's the way that, well, I make more money than half the brothers in the society. So why should I have to cook and clean? It's not about that. It's about respect. I cook and clean also. And I'm the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. You know, when my wife doesn't feel like cooking, I come in and cook, you know, for the kids. They are, this, is, this house and this home is a part of me as well. And that's what modern women have to realize. It's about the it's about the um, that's the submissiveness that we talk about. You know, that is the compromise. And until these women realize that it's all, not all about money and waving your money and beating your chest against a man, we're going to we're going to forever be in these continuous circles. Mm. And that's you know what, what I got Aaron, to say. You have some good points. I, I, I've often said that my fiance is a better cook than I am. Number one. 
Um, and in addition to him being a better cook, like if I don't feel like cooking, he's like, babe, don't cook. Like he, I put more pressure on myself than he ever has. Um, in addition to that, I saw something that was very funny. It was a meme and it said women riding around here thinking they're a bad bee and they haven't had an oil change in eight months. Like there are things that like we as women neglect or don't even realize, like, um, you know, cleaning the gutters. Like, you know, who, who knows that you got, like, I didn't know that you have to also go outside, like for our dryer, you have to like clean the, the where the, the lint comes out from the dryer. There are so many small mm -hmm. things, small things that we as women don't pay attention to that we don't even realize our man got it and takes care of it. And as a result, we never think about the maintenance of certain things, but, um, you definitely have some solid points. I think a relationship is about providing that balance. Not even like I have a traditional role in my home, but any like I'm not the only one who does cooking and cleaning. My fiance absolutely does cooking and cleaning as well. He do, I do it on the day to day and he's better at it than I am. So like, um, you know, a relationship should be about give and take and, you know, being there to fill in the gaps. If someone um, is having a rough day or doesn't feel like doing something, being able to say, hey, babe, I know you usually do this, but I got it. You know, sit down and take a load off. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, who was next? Uh, oh, Rooftop Groku? Oh, hi. Um, I don't think I've ever been on this panel. My name's Celine. Um, oh, hi, Celine. Hello. Um, so the question is, are modern women too masculine to marry, right? Was that like the yes. main? Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't think it's about being too masculine. I think it's more about being too promiscuous to marry. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of times I, I believe, you know, sex was made for marriage. And I think the reason why so many women, they're so out of order today, you know, in general is because they've gone outside of marriage and, you know, a person who's, you know, kind of more worthy of marriage is somebody who tries their best to preserve themselves, um, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that, that's just kind of my perspective. I do think that uh, a lot of the problem is, is um, um, the promiscuousness, Absolutely. but <laughs> the problem of, of also a problem, it's like, Men want women to have to give up easy or to have e they want to have easy access to women. I've, um, I'm sorry. Okay. I think a lot of men want to have easy access to women. Um, a lot of men won't turn down sex. Um, and in most cases, a lot of men aren't turning down sex if they can get it. I think that men can be a, hip, a bit hypocritical in saying uh -huh. that they want a virtuous woman in one breath, but then they want a throat goat in another. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, you know, it could be a bit hypocritical because they say they don't like holes, this, that, and the third, but they'll still do a whole, whole lot um, to continue along with the behavior or the cosine holes. So I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of men talk out of both sides of their ass as it pertains to it. Like uh -huh. they'll say that they don't want, they won't marry a hoe, but they'll sure go purchase one. 
Um, so, you know, I, and they promote going overseas and, you know, like getting with these women who are into prostitution. So, well, the, the promiscuity is okay. As long as it's just for me, that's the issue. <laughs> uh, <Right>. So you, <laughs> you say like, yeah, we want a hoe. We want my hoe. I don't want the hoe that the whole block that had, you feel me? So y'all are absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Promiscuity with a bunch of men is the issue. Um, because that's masculine. Like you don't supposed to have fifteen partners at twenty five, young lady. Like, mm-hmm. what's up with that? Like, you know what I'm you saying? Ever, you ever heard of You ever heard of the spoon and the Jello cup analogy? I've never heard of that. Can you, can you use your imagination. Take, 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 take a regular spoon, right? And you have five Jello cups. You take mm-hmm. that same spoon, dig into the orange one, the green one, the red one, the blue one. Wipe the spoon off, it's still the same. Them five jello cups or four jello cups ain't. That's why there's a difference between men's sexuality and women's sexuality. You know? Um, actually, you, I don't think that's days, true. Talk about the grandmothers. I don't think that's true. I don't I don't think that's true. Well, well because, but, but, but the whole thing, let, let me earlier. let me just say this. Uh-huh. Sexuality, a lot of sex um ruins it on uh, both sides. Right. Y'all talk about this. Right, y'all talk about this key and lock analogy, but um, your mindset is uh, different after you've encountered a bunch of women, whether you think you see women more clearly or whatever. Your mindset is different after a bunch of women. Um, Grogu, can you mute up real quick? Yeah, I'm sorry, you got a little background, okay. Um, women's mindset are definitely different after a lot of sexual partners, but you dip in your stick into whatever, whatever, whatever. And you're you're not thinking that you've changed, but you've also contributed to the same behavior that you don't want, especially as it pertains mm-hmm. to y'all use people, but y'all don't think about the effects of what that usage is like or the effects of that and how she treats men, how she responds to men later on down the line. And, I, and that's so, why I'm, I'm an advocate now. I tell a lot of young guys, if you're dealing with a young lady and she's the type where she puts hers, her, the box, so to speak, on a pedestal and you just want to use it as a toy be the bigger man leave it alone Deal yeah but lady. most men most men aren't going to leave it alone because it's morally right or it's morally sound or anything like that um guys want to have sex and they want to have sex with as many women as they can have sex it, with because it, it's innately within us that's the reason why it's innately within us so so there's no such thing as dick discipline no, that's a term. That's, it's funny you bring it. I wish hood, I'd be the hood right now. The dick discipline term and the fuckboy stuff, that was nice psychological tricks and all that stuff. Look, the only time a dude has a dirty D is when he deals with the girl that's you know been around the block. But it's something about, let me put it like this. Being virtuous for a woman is her badge. A woman starts out with a score of 100. A man starts out with a score of zero. He has to build himself up. A woman, when she's out there not being virtuous, she only takes points off of her 100. That's why they say a man doesn't really care about a woman having a six-figure job. We really don't. It's nice if she has a decent career. But if I'm making good money, I'm in the IT field. If I'm making good money, I can support the house. I can just want to be able to walk with you somewhere public 
and not see eight or nine guys from your past saying, yeah, I've been with her, I've been with her. But that's then why I'm you say, move to another state yeah. and you ain't got to exactly. worry well, that's why I always say guys. Well, men who are disciplined are valued too. Like, not having back. discipline leaves you open to so many different issues. Like, if you don't have discipline, that means that you're not going to have the proper discernment and you're leaving yourself open to be uh, a, a casualty, a victim of all types of things. Like, it is a beautiful thing to come across a man who has discernment and discipline, not meaning that you won't engage with multiple women, but that you can't, um, that, that a person can, you know, a, 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 like, let's say someone who has a, um, ulterior motive can be in front of you, butthole naked, and you can surpass that because, or you can move past her and not be swayed by the fact that you have this tail right in front of you because you're a disciplined man. You should be able to walk away from something that's not good for you. And I, that requires you to be disciplined. I get the principle argument. I understand it. But the truth of the matter is this. And it's been shown and spoken about. Two out of the 10 men will sleep with eight out of the 10 women because they choose those two guys and not the other six or eight guys out of the 10. Meaning that they're chosen. It's not a case of them having to run up on every woman. There are women throwing themselves at guys saying, I want him. I want him. But he has a past. I know, but I want him. I just do. And you think a man, you talk about the, the dick discipline. Yeah, he, he should decline it. Then he'll say, I'm the higher desired man, as it is in nature. They chose me. They want to lay with me and possibly procreate. That's just the way it is. A lot of guys get mad about that fact. They throw rocks at guys. You a hoe and all that. As a man, if a woman chooses you, meaning she feels comfortable and secure to lay down with you, and then whatever the outcome comes, whether it's a child, then it's on you as a man if you can stick by her, be with her, or you can be like, hey, baby girl, you know who I am. You know my reputation. You know me. Um, wait a minute. Like, uh, like the future types. A lot wait, of guys... Wait a KP, wait a minute. I did want to get um Celine back in here because I think she has to get ready to go. Well, excuse me, uh, Grogu. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts, uh, Grogu? Oh, well, I, I totally agree with you because I know I've struggled, you know, because as someone, you know, it's hard to date because I really don't want to, you know, be thrown. I'm just not that type of person. You know? Are you into black men? Um, I, I'm really attracted to any race of men as long as they're, you know, their personality is fun and stuff. Girl, it's plenty here that will date you. Hold you, Celine. Girl, we could do for a show call for the love of Celine, honey. It's so many men. They are looking for a good white woman, honey, and especially a virginal one. Honey, you have the pick of the litter here. I'm 21. She's saving herself to marriage. And you're 21. She oh, yeah, she's right yeah. there. Honey. Um, yeah, I think it's hard because a lot of times, you know, it's like men create whores. You can't have a whore without a whoremonger. You see? Exactly. Girl. You can't. Um, and a lot of times, I don't know if you guys grew up in like church or whatever, but a lot of times they kind of have this idea of the boys will be boys thing, but the female has to be, mm -hmm. but both have to be disciplined. Both have mm -hmm. to have that respect for themselves. And, you know, it's like a lot of times it's like very unclear of, I mean, you know, cause I'm just like, well, I don't know if I really want to do this, you know, until I get married or whatever. 
like I'm scared. You know what I mean? It's a scary thing. You know what I mean? And I think it should be a scary thing to just, you know, go to bed with whoever, whenever, wherever. Um, especially as a woman. Well, I mean, if you're 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 in the church, right? No, I'm not. Um, I don't know. I'm not really um there's not really any good churches in my area, so Oh, okay. Like I'm very specific. I'm very specific. Like I believe in like the KJV King James. So, um, you know, a lot of times it's very specific. You know, as long as like the foundational stuff is right. Yeah. Um, But you know, it's like you know, even if like they're just like, oh, well, this girl wants to wait, but then they leave her. You know what I mean? If she and it's like hard. Yeah, I've heard men who even men who say that they want a virtuous woman and they say that like during the dating stage, like if it's a woman who is um who who is um a virgin or she's abstaining for whatever reason, like they'll openly admit that they um are doing things with other women while dating her. Right. They're not even up. willing to wait on you, girl. Damn what right. And exactly. And a lot of times you see like I hear a lot of men. They say, oh, well, you know, God said to men to spread their seed. Uh, No, he didn't. He said to be monogamous and marry for men Mm. and women. Because women respond to that strong leadership in men. Um, Um, That's interesting. Because even, you know, Big Truck always talking about those virtuous women. I don't know where he didn't disappear to. And he said, you know, he wanted a woman that was virtuous. And he found a woman that was a virgin. However, he didn't wait until marriage. Mm-mm. So, you know, he, you know, you want a woman that's virtuous, but you want her to give of herself to you before you actually it's, marry her. It's, it's, right. It's just, and it leaves a lot of women confused, I think, of what, you know what I mean? Because I think a lot of times, like, you think you're not as valuable if, you know, you don't have men approaching you. You know what I mean? But it's because, rather because you want to abstain from it, you know, the best you can. See, if you had a BBL girl, they be coming in. Oh, well, I go to the gym to work on myself, but I see guys kind of winking at me. She don't need one. She, she, a white woman, 21, baby, they, they come. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But thank you, Celine, for joining us. That was, yeah. Um... yeah, I'm grateful to join. I kind of listen in on the panels and it's really interesting, but I have to go back to work. But everybody have a great day. Um. So I got to get back to work. You too, Celine. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you, Celine. Yes. As I spoke about a couple weeks ago, I dated a virgin when I met her. She was 30. And all my coworkers, my homeboys, like, man, she ain't no damn virgin. She's just using that as bait. But she was, and it was tough for me to deal with it. We dated. Um, it was a case of me trying to put my past of because you know I ain't gonna say I was a choir. Boy. Did you feel like a simp for waiting for her? Yeah, Why? and that's my point. See, Why see, when the young lady was saying right there is the reason why men can't do the same thing. And I, it's not even about the outward opinions and stuff like that. Say, for example, she waited on me. Well, I mean, she, yeah, she waited on me for me to well, wait on her and me. But then to find out she might met a guy at the gym with some guy at the ice cream shop and they got it in at the back seat of uh at the parking lot. You mean she let it's him take her psychology in the back seat of a park? 
Okay. I'm gonna no, no, I'm gonna say it's the psychology for men that women choose on who they lay down with, to which it's not a you know, it's, it's an instant attraction so, when you see the guy so that you want to lay down with. It's okay. So you're saying that um most do you feel like most women can hold themselves when they are um really attracted to a man? You don't think most women can hold themselves? It's it's a case where you're talking about the dick discipline and y'all gotta have pee discipline, I guess. Yeah, I'm saying like most majority of women I know don't have to screw every man that they find attractive. But they cross those legs real tight and bite the bottom of their lip. Like, what? Because they okay, but then do y'all give um any credence to um being a human being? Like when you enter into a relationship, I don't expect that my man goes blind um, because he's with me. I think he's going to be attracted to other people because other people are attractive. I think other people are going to be attracted to me because I'm an attractive person. Um, I don't think a person goes blind, but then that's where the discipline comes in. You don't have to screw everybody that you think is attractive. But then it's, half it's, the time, if you listen to half these niggas talk, they've been to talk themselves. Yeah, please. It's not it's like deep. this. It's like it's like it's like for most men, it's a case where if you ever played soccer, it's hard to play, score a goal in soccer compared to shooting a basketball, right? So for women, sex is like a basketball. They choose when they want to score. For us, we look at it like a soccer goal. You could be Ronaldo and score 100 goals a year, but but you still take the, appreciate the opportunity when it presents itself. When a woman approaches you, and, I, and I'm saying you, being single, not being married, not being in a relationship, I'm saying you as a single man and free to yourself to do whatever you want, have a 100 body count. So when that opportunity comes, a woman approaches you, gives you the signal that she's willing you look at that like, okay, I can score a goal right here. You know, you're like, I can score yeah. a goal versus you saying, uh, because a man working out on his purpose, got a good, decent job, career, got his finances in order. That's just the bait. It's still the interaction with a woman to which she gives you that signal. She's like, yeah, we can do this. And he'd be yeah. like, all right, because especially the Me Too movement, we cannot try to press on you and have that put ourselves in that predicament of having an allegation put against us for one. So we're going to leave it to you in so many ways to give us that signal on, come on, come and get it. You know? Um, no, y'all yeah. don't. Y'all still be out here hunting and and, and, and coercing and childhood. Shout out to the RX Zero. Yeah. He says, but Sister George, you have men such as myself that have never been in the dating world and still virgins to this day. Oh. And modern women consider us less of a man. Explain that. I'll wait, laughing my ass off. Um, the oh. RX Zero, those are heathenous women that you can <laughs> stay away from. Those are the city he girls. You can find women women's. in the church who will find it respectable that exactly. um, he's saving um, As long as you are a virtuous man that has a six pack and you make <laughs> over $100,000, you will never be short of a woman. All you got to do is get your money up. That's it. Yeah. And your yeah. body right. Yeah. Get your money but, up um, and your body right. Also, shouts out man, to Kick look, Clouds uh, for mm. the for the cash app too thank you brother for the support you know we always appreciate you well we have we do have someone on the panel that hasn't had an opportunity to speak after we get through the super chats okay black wizard says this this what do i need you for oh this what do i need you for mentality is just a smoke screen to me 
I think some women are afraid of men. Some black women on YouTube are afraid black men will ruin their life. I think they believe black men are dangerous and they choose to be single. I do think that there are some women that are very guarded and that they are apprehensive to date because of all the horror stories that are out there. Um, I'm, I'm guarded myself. Like I, um, and Kyrie, they, I, let me ask you a question. I don't think women think about um, men necessarily dating other women while we're dating, so to speak. Um, I think you'll, uh, cause this is to this comment, TAB, um, they, she's, they say, uh, men develop distrusting psychosis of women because of their own indiscretions. If we go out to eat and you happen to take a thing home, uh, take a doggy bag home or something, I am the last thing of I'm worried about is you feeding another woman with the doggy bag or, um, you doing something else with the woman after we leave the date. But I've seen, like most men are worried that if they waiting on a woman, um, that the yeah. woman is gonna do something with somebody else. And then I'm like, if you're I, courting a woman the right way and you're really having conversations with her as opposed to um trying to get her in her pants, this, that, and the third, then you could actually develop relationships. But a lot of y'all be too uh vagina focused. Um so I think it's vicious on both sides, though. It's not just it's like like you, you pointed out that the men, too. I think that there's mistrust on both sides. Like I keep seeing people say that there's um, pee and poop in the dating pool. Like it's just both sides are men are thinking that the woman is trying to take advantage and have them and spend up all their money. Whereas women are like the men are going to play games like it's not necessarily that he may be seeing someone else, but like don't waste my time and ghost me. But yeah, we have yeah, to get VA Jen in here and give her an opportunity to chime in on the topic. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, what do you have to add to the topic? Hello. I just want to say hello to the panel and everyone Hi. else in the chat. This is actually one of my first times calling in on any panel. So I've been enjoying the oh, conversation. Welcome. Yay. Um, myself being born in the early 80s. Um, I think I am a modern woman or what most in these platforms would consider a modern woman by default. Um, just because I was uh, raised to be very independent um, from my parents and specifically so my father. And we have these conversations in regards to the modern or independent woman because I wanted to know what was in his mindset to um who choose intentionally to raise me in this way. One of the things that he did mention was um, to the, um, he mentioned about the mindset of men from the eighties going into the nineties. And they just weren't, I don't think we're displaying the typical responsible um, young men uh, that was in the past of kind of like the baby boomer era, right? And so I don't think he had um, a high um, thought of marriage being necessarily a possibility just because how the dating scene was going. So one of the things he did push very heavily was education. Education so I can be able to provide for myself um, and be able to take care of take care of myself, not only financially, but so I can have the, the education and the wits to maneuver in this um, world. And one of the things he drilled in me is I had two strikes against me already. I was black and a female. Um, and so that's interesting to me to hear current men who are actually 
younger than my father have a different idea or have a kind of a negative uh, connotation to modern woman that that does have to equate to being combative and not wanting to uh, listen. I'm always willing to listen. I don't always agree, but I am always willing to listen. And it, for you to kind of change my paradigm or shift some of that thinking, it does have to logically make sense. Like I, I'm smart, right? I have an analytical mind. Don't dismiss that piece. And so I don't know. Um, it, it it does confuse me, right? That a lot of men would see a modern woman per se. Um, and I'm not talking about the ratchet stuff. I'm just saying um, as far as being educated and assertive and um, outspoken, those things as a negative versus being a supplemental to a partnership. Thank you. Thank you. I think um, Danny previously, like some time ago, pointed out the same. We kind of did a show on that, how there are a lot of, well, your initial part, part of the, the point that you were making, there are a lot of men who caution their daughters against, you know, men out here and kind of tell them, hey, you have to, you know, be independent or you have to go out and get your degree so that you can provide for yourself because of kind of how the behaviors that they see being displayed by other uh, black men. So um, yeah, I think Danny uh, talked extensively about that and we ended up doing a show about that at one point. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for your uh, contribution. Um, very solid points. I, I got to yeah. say, though, I gotta say though, really? the, the thing about the guys mm -hmm. quality is because most of them came from single parent households raised by mothers. Mm. And when you come oh, That's you interesting. Parents, think about it now. A lot of the guys were brought up in the 80s because the mama, the mother, I hate saying mama, make it sound like a derogatory term, but the mother unfortunately made a bad decision. The guy she was impregnated by, he left, he was ghost, he didn't want to be there because, you know, whatever reason might have been, you know, he was young, mm -hmm. you know, teenagers, whatever. So now she has to raise the boy, if there's a son, and he doesn't understand discipline and responsibility. So more times than not, like she said about her father, you he saw it from a distance and said, "Yeah, he's not like the baby boomer generation." People got to remember back then. Hold on, let me let me get the well, uh, Mr. KP. I, we understand the point because we've heard that argument yeah. being made in this in this circle, where yeah. essentially it relates back to the black woman. It's the black woman's. No, 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 so no, no, I, no. I understand where you're it's going. The, it's the with the there's the benefit of when you have children in a two-parent household where they witness of the father building therefore the son or daughter as well knows what they want and see when they're going out in the relationship field mm. and her father witnessed a lot of young men probably did not display that because they didn't have that that template to know how to do that same thing and that's why he gave her that advice to seek for herself build for herself you know well let me read the super chat really quick and then I will give her an opportunity to respond and then we'll start final comments. Um, DMAC, the trucker says, the RX, please don't listen to C-Rose. The biggest three or fours are in church. Unless you want a so-called Christian woman with five kids talking about she praying for a good man by any means. Um, oh, by all means, listen to her. Oh, listen. Wait, I was wait, joking so when I said. What, what it was, it was C-Rose and Sister George. That's why 
he Why you had to throw me out there? I forgot about me. <laughs> no, he said Damn, the three with an She's like, what I'm throwing under the bus by myself, baby. But I was mad about See, we got to just throw Gaston's ass off the panel for that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Don't do Gaston. <laughs> I was like, damn. Out of here. <laughs> what, you, what were you saying, Gaston's? And then we got to get um, the, the young lady back in, too. But go ahead. What were you saying? Because I know you were talking some mess. Thanks. Well, no, it's just that, um, you know, I think that uh, we all need to start, like, I, I guess this is the, my thing every week. We need to open these lines of communication and really come to some sort of agreement. And quite frankly, we're not the ones that need to come to the table. We're at the table. And mm-hmm. until, I guess, I don't know, we're going to age out these black women who who aren't cooperative. They're going to age out and they, mm-hmm. they won't be in the market anymore. I don't and think then, that that's the solution because younger women are worse. Gen Z is worse. They are literally from jump pushing back on the status quo of anything that resembles tradition. It's not that's not going to remedy the problem. So when is when you say they're worse, like they're pushing back. So okay, like one, I don't think that they'll marry each other, right? Like I don't think that you yeah, know, they you got the be... roles. A lot of them are more willing to enter into these alphabet relationships. They're saying where the white men at. They are traveling and getting their needs met on their travel excursions. I don't think they're, they are less likely to settle than any prior generation. I am telling you, Gen Z, this, this is, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Sad to watch. But yeah. I think that um, all in all, what's going to happen is that um, there is going to be a global reset. I, I know that for sure. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, because, I mean, any society that's functioning on the wills of women will fail, right? Because women's wills change every day. <laughs> so yeah. they today they want this and tomorrow they want that. So... Uh, as long as their wills keep shifting, um, so will society. And eventually it will crumble. And then there will be a reset. And so, yeah, it's taken, what, however many years the feminist movement, I don't remember, um, with Susan B. Anthony, but I want to say like 150, something like that. But it, eventually it'll all come to a head. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that time, we'll see where, where all the chips land. Um, I think black men are going to be on top, but we ain't going to talk about it. We, you'll see what happens. <laughs> but um okay but thanks well, we for having get... me oh and, yes, um, you're popping out yeah no i just wanted to say my last little bit thanks for having me um as always it's a great conversation you guys know how to stir the pot and i always appreciate that so um <laughs> i'll come back every time thanks for thank for you guys since we appreciate your support brother um i'm sorry vhn i know you wanted to respond to mr kp so sorry we kind of segued but if you do remember what you wanted to respond to him about we can let you go ahead and get an opportunity to um do your response now okay thank you um the response was really into that a uh, comment of going back to the 70s or you know i guess late 60s going into the 70s about the single mothers um, I think one of the good things that I have not seen, um, you know, on YouTube or any other panels, but to bring those grandmothers in. And I have the question of how many individuals who, who um, specifically men, who tend to go back to that time frame and say, you know, women chose to take men out the homes and stuff. Have they had discussions with their grandmothers and uh or the elders in their um, 
families to see what may have um, preceded those decisions, right? Um, so not only that, having the conversation within your family, but also bringing them into the panel so they can give a true testament to that time and what was going on. Because I think it's more of a layered issue than just Black women chose to, you know, put men out and raise kids and do things of their own. I think it's just a more expanded conversation that we're not having. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think it is a more more of a layered conversation. It's not as one dimensional as it's been made out to be. And, um, you know, that I think that it's a deeper conversation that does need to be had and maybe some perspective can be gained from it. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Mr. KP, um, I'm going to let you go and give your final thoughts. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, my final thoughts. Uh, pretty much. A. Masculine women work with feminine men. Meaning the ones that are willing to take the you know, the, the demonstrative type of uh, attitude and all that control and masculine men work with feminine women. So whatever type you are on the gender side, just find your find what works for you. For me, I can work well with a feminine woman. That's also partly modern. You know, like I said, Claire Huxtable, that's my template. You know, they're, they're, and I've seen them out there. You know, most times they're not, they get snatched up by before they're 28 or 30 because they're wise enough to know their value but not they're going to wait till they're 35 and then try to do everything then they're like hey i'm still you know a, a good woman so i'm gonna you know get taken off the market at a decent age so it depends on your type and if it works for you it works for you some guys will say hey man she's too demonstrative why are you with her hey it works for him because he's a feminine type dude he might be a beta type dude who knows but uh, thank y'all for letting me be on this platform today. I didn't mean to be somewhat of the bad guy, but I'm speaking my mind. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Thank you, Mr. KP. No, we uh, we appreciate your honesty. Thank you for joining us. We don't like the uh, circle jerk thing. <laughs> we like for people to come up and have different perspectives and, you know, be, um, you know, stay true to whatever it is they believe. And hopefully that, in my opinion, at least, I think that is how perspective is gained. And that's how other people are able to um, open their minds a little bit and maybe, um see things differently. So thank you for your contribution to the conversation. No problem, ladies. Just talk to y'all later on. Peace out. All right. Thank you. Erin, um, thank you so much for your patience with us. Um, what are your final thoughts on the discussion? No problem. I'm a patient guy. Uh, mas masculine or masculine women, you know, they're here. You know, Gen X kind of let us down a little bit and Hey, we can't do anything about that, but we we are here and we are in the information age. So we have the tools to do different. We have the tools to do better and we can't do it unless we put in the work. We can't be lazy. We can't send our school, our kids to school, the Gen Z's to school, thinking that the kids that the, the world won't raise them like they want to raise them. We have to raise our kids 24 seven. If we want to change, we have to be the change. I do the same thing to my 14 year old daughter. She was, was super progressive, super you know, super liberal, but I invite her into these different panels. I let her see what's going on and you can actually see uh, the differences and what people say. And she actually has a different mind and set now. And it's kind of good to have that. And it's good to have uh, the ability to see outside of what the mainstream media wants you to see. That's why I appreciate this independent media as well as myself. 
you guys keep fighting. Brothers, keep fighting. If you want to uh, want to make change, you be the change. You be the heads that you need to be, and we're gonna we're gonna be all right. And that's all I got to say. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciated your contribution to the conversation too. I like when we have married black men with families take part in the conversation. And I also appreciate your honesty. You were able to speak from an aspect of there was a time when my wife held it down and I told her, I vowed to her that, you know, she wouldn't have to work going forward once I was able to kind of rebound. And I like to hear those nuanced situations and people speaking from uh, their own individualistic individual um, experiences. So thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> Karzaya says, Renee got a wrench. Oh boy. <laughs> Good show though. Thank you, Karzaya, for the support. We appreciate you. Listen, oh, Renee got hey. the chat popping. <laughs> Baby, Renee don't do nothing but show her ass and say, <laughs> She showed her tail worse than Lizzo today, baby. <laughs> was going in. Um, I don't know why Black Wizard think he gonna get out of the gang, baby. You in the gang. We, Black we, Wizard, you, you gotta get jumped out. Like, give it up. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> right. Anyway. Baby, you already signed up. You with us for life. Sit down. Exactly. Chill out. <laughs> VHN, thank you for joining the panel. What are your final uh, thoughts on the topic or discussion or anything that you want to add in closing? VHN, you on mute. Uh oh, you came off and then it went right back. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, okay. There we go. Um, thank you for, you know, inviting me into the conversation. I'm going to kind of mirror what Aaron said, as it does start with us. I don't think there's a one way, a right way, wrong way type of thing. I think it does. Um, everybody's on a spectrum. So different things work for different people. But I think we do need a kind of a hybrid where we take the things that did work for us from the past, from tradition, but also merge it in with the a new way of thinking and doing things. Um, whether we know it or not, um, in the times that we're living in, we are going to have to go back to a lot of those traditional things, not just in the marriage sense, but just simple things as growing our own food and, you know, uh, going back to herbs and um, holistic things. Um, so I think just doing a hybrid, being, being open to uh, new experiences and doing things differently. And it doesn't necessarily have to um, not be what we've done in the past. And it doesn't have to be all uh, progressive moving forward. I think we need a hybrid and we have to be open. And it starts with these type of discussions. So thank you for putting the to show and the panel together. Thank you for joining us. We absolutely, thank you for adding your perspective, very articulate and has some very solid points. Um, we are thankful that you joined us. I hope you come up again and uh, engage with us on future discussions. Mm -hmm. Most definitely, most definitely. Keep doing it. Thank right. you. Enjoy your Sunday. You both as well. Thank you, Agent. Um, this was a good discussion, as always. Very interesting. Um, I can never predict where our conversations will go, but this was a good uh, discussion nonetheless. And um, I enjoyed the different um, perspectives that were 
given by the different panelists. So uh, definitely, definitely a dope discussion as it relates to whether or not modern women are too masculine. I think for some, they will be. Uh, I, I actually just was, while, while I was listening to the discussion, I was actually scrolling um, social media and I saw a meme that was saying that uh, this woman said, I'm so sick of these discussions about why marriages don't last like our grandparents' marriages. Life is different. If your granny had Instagram and knew how to read, she would have left Earl Lyon as <laughs> and, um, it does make me it does make me think that there might be some truth to that. I do think that relationships don't um, are, are are different than they once were, but I think that social media does definitely have an impact on why we don't see as many successful relationships. Information is at your fingertips. Like there are literal groups that post pictures of people's men and the dirt that they're doing. And it's just so accessible. It's not as easy for Earl to have a family across town. But um, listen, I don't think that that's the sole purpose, but I do think that that does have some impact. And like I said, I do think that the modern woman will be too masculine for some but I also think that, you know, um, that relationships are going to be redefined because this up and coming generation, baby, look, they are a completely different breed. Uh, but nonetheless, like I said, I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you to everybody who super chatted us and to Kit Clouds for cash apping us. Thank you, bro. And um, the chat, baby, the chat was on one. Renee, thank you for keeping the chat popping. <laughs> Shout out to D Mac the trucker. He says, in my closing, all modern women are wow. three oh foes. If you marry one, you're a dummy. Just wow. have fun and send them back to the street. D Mac, that's pretty cold. Baby, all D Mac is sitting around doing is eating hot Cheetos, trying to figure <laughs> out where he's gonna get his next piece of ass Listen, from. He's talking about modern women. That's why he over there eating sardines out the can because he don't got Baby. a good woman to make him a home cook Sunday. He had no meatloaf, mashed potatoes, <laughs> and string beans, and meat is the sardines. <laughs> Listen, ramen noodles with some uh, a rotisserie chicken in it. That's all you doing over there, D-Mac, for a home-cooked meal, baby. Um, Come on out the cold, baby. It's one of the time for y'all last two. Um, go and get you a good one. That poor. Yep. Sitting over here talking about when it's coming. Send them back to the streets. That's why y'all ass is skinny now. Y'all don't eat no more. Ain't nobody cooking for y'all ass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, he said he in a relationship with a white woman. Baby, oh, then what so you mean raisin, uh, raisin field potato salad? Okay, go ahead. Oh, and guess hey, okay. It, no wonder. We see Enjoy. it. We got you. Enjoy. Yeah. Hmm. Anywho, it was a good show, Concrete. I rather enjoyed myself today. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, um, we hope you guys, you know, this is our anniversary month. That part. So, um, we got we some stuff coming, coming. So yes, our little anniversary. So y'all celebrate us. This is going on um our two years. Your girl used Lowry's uh after you had to keep buying this shit and putting it in the cabinet. Like, what is this? Why does he Listen, keep buying this? You know they season the food after it's done, child baby. Child, that part. Mm -hmm. Talking about some damn salt and pepper. Sis ain't seen no damn. Get off some damn garlic powder for seasoning. Uh for uh Christmas yeah, baby. That part. Get us some um onion powder, baby. Uh, you ain't gonna know what to do with it, baby. Don't let her put put on some damn saison packs. Oh, <laughs> child. 
Tell mm-hmm. them to uh, chop up them damn onions and bell peppers, child. Get you some life. I'm trying to tell them. But anywho, look at look at look at this nigga. We don't care. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Look really? at you tell. Look at you tell her, baby. Truth tell her been trying to get here all show. You tell her you ain't gonna come, come up here and be that mess. Cause he's st- he was in the chat popping big crap. Truth tell her what you got. Hello, 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 hello. Truth tell her sound like the white woman and got to you. What's going on? <laughs> She knew he was coming up here with some mess. We can't hear nothing you saying with that uh cricket wireless phone. Go take that go, uh, Obama phone back, baby. We can't hear you. Baby. Okay, true teller. We tried. We holler at you, baby. We got mm-hmm. to go. Look, 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 look. Where the hell does this myth come from? White people put raisin in potato salad. From white people. Don't know how to cook barbecue. Oh, don't know how to barbecue and cook. From white Y'all people. don't know for real, for real. <laughs> we know. We know. We know. We know. <laughs> we know. Mm-hmm. I got white people in my family. Ain't that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we know. I got it's, white it's people. Not- it's well documented, baby. But uh, I have three reaching. white friends. I know. <laughs> like, <come on. laughs> keep reaching. Try Anywho, <laughs> um, well, we will see you back uh, sooner than later because mm-hmm. I got stuff to do this week, and um, yeah. Um, so everybody have a good week. Shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Um, cash app super chat, and especially our panelists. Shout out to everybody. Um, everybody have a great start to the week. We out. And hit the damn like button on y'all way out. Bye.